You are listening to Lightning Strikes Thrice, for the last time, a Final Fantasy thirteen series game club podcast. This is episode three, season 12, covering the final day of the <laughs> Lightning Reversal. <laughs> you, said, you said that backwards. Did I say season 12? Yes. You, okay. you said season 12, episode three or something. This is Season 3, Episode 12, covering the final day of Lightning Returns. I am your host, Chris Taylor, and with me is... Matt Marcus. Fletcher Arnett. And Ray Romano. Okay. (laughs) I'm not gonna lie, that whole episode came off as an incredibly savage burn on me. Just because you're doing an idiot voice to replace my dialogue? (laughs) To be fair, it's because I do a good Ray Romano, and I actually respect the man when he's outside of Everybody Loves Raymond. It was fine. It was. It's a mm-hmm. fine Ray Romano. I could have. I could have done my Jay Leno if you wanted. It could have been much worse in terms of comedians Wh- I used for you. What if it was uh, Brad Garrett? I'm gonna read this. Keep I'm gonna read this whole episode in my British accent, which is just going "Hello, Governor." <laughs> just no, no. <laughs> I'm sorry. Don't that's a that. dollop joke. <laughs> It's very mm. funny, though. I think about it all the time. Oh, I thought it was referencing that Simpsons episode, which is a thing I always quote. Freshen your drink, governor! <laughs> this episode covers the end game and ending. I don't know what the end game is. The final day. Oh, okay. So it just means the five the minutes you play The literal end of the game. Okay. I didn't know if there was some other shit that you did if you were New Game Plus or whatever. Uh, Yeah, I get an entirely different boss than you assholes. Whatever. <laughs> yeah, it's true. This episode covers the end game and ending. It should probably be said that we're going to get into spoilers, so if our thrilling commentary so far has intrigued you, please go play this game before listening to this episode. Or don't, because fuck it! <laughs> exactly. Uh, I had fun. So I mean, no, it was it was fun. It's just like, why even bother trying to not spoil yourself? Well, yeah, there's like... Uh, uh, we'll get there. <laughs> I feel this is going to be our discussion after the ending. Uh, uh, <laughs> so we like, start the final take that day. Sound clip and repeat it. Yep, we start the fight. That sound clip is in my notes a lot. <laughs> 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 so on the final, we start the final day on the arc. Mog is there, unfortunately, and he gives us some upgrade materials. So we have the opportunity to chat with Mog, and they have what could be a really good conversation on how Sarah and Lightning are very similar, but with a different emotional core. But it also has absolutely zero weight, because you're talking to fucking Mog, and every sentence ends in Kupo. (laughs) And after that, you go to the teleporter and depart for the final day. Yeah, so the final day really isn't a day, per se. You get warped into the... Uh, cathedral area of Luxurion. Also, and, this is the uh, final, final day, like final underscore two. Yeah, yeah, because we already had like <laughs> what, like day fourteen, yeah. right? Because we had yeah. So like, whatever. Time at, at this point, there's actually no clock at all, and time has no meaning. <laughs> yeah, just something we tip, can abuse. Don't use any healing items that just escape from the battles because you get your health back with no penalty because there's no timer. Yeah, if you're if you're having a bad time in a fight, just back out. There's no reason not to. It's more or, like you it, know, you do it for free heals. It's not even you're having a bad time. It's just a free heal. Yeah, but uh, you would. I guess if you care about if it's an enemy, you have to kill like during a trial or something. But otherwise, like there's very few enemies you really have to fight in yeah. this part of the game. There's literally 
I want to say like five encounters max that you really have to do before the final boss. And to be honest, yeah, that's exactly what I did. I ran away. Like I avoided every other fight in this area or backed out if I got caught. So yeah, you're in the courtyard and uh, there's a bunch of merchants outside. Uh, You can be attacked by uh, groups of uh, Anubises or Anubi, Anubii. What, What is the plural of Anubis? I actually have a new buy written. Yeah, it's I new biles. Oh, oh god! <laughs> uh, terrible, Chris. So you get anyway. attacked by a bunch of new biles. <sighs> Look, Chris, write your fan fiction off pod, please. <laughs> so yeah, there's a there's a forge here. There's a yeah, and the forge here has some like really nice like end game stuff that you hadn't seen in any other place uh there's there's new garbs there's new shields there's new weapons they're all very expensive like they're all in like the 200 to three hundred thousand dollar gill range and I, I feel like these unlock earlier because like none of it was new for me y- you might have seen them at the secret merchant Okay, because I hadn't run into I you know I hadn't run into the secret merchant for the majority of the game I ran into him and like day three and hadn't seen him since i ran on to him on day 13 so he might just start selling what i assume is the new game plus gear on that day it's yeah. not new game plus gear he just has more potent stuff yeah i got the uh the better version of the sword you start with which is very good uh, is that the the green one with the plus 10 atb yeah it's hella good i picked that one up uh i picked that up and i picked up uh what was it um I think it was like Carmen's Dance or something. It, it's like the upgraded Femme Fatale that has like increased status ailment damage because I've seen a clip and I, I've probably talked about it on pod before where you can abuse move buffering in order to like do a ridiculous amount of damage in a single shot and it uses that weapon. So I figured I'd pick that up. And uh, I think that's it though. Like there are uh, you know, a couple of shields, the, the couple of the shields that look good. But it is super inconvenient that every time you talk to one of the merchants out here, just more Anubis spawn and you have to kill them. Yeah, it's really dumb. In fact, I just every time they sh- the Anubis showed up, I would run away till they disappeared and then run back. And they were just appearing again. But I was able to, like, open the menu beforehand. The trick is stand behind these guys so the other ones despawn because they get caught on merchants. OK, I will say on the last day, a group of three Anubises is not a slouch. Like, if you miss a block, they would just absolutely body you. Yeah, I mean, I think, yeah, each one individually isn't bad. And even at two, they're not so bad. But if they're all staggering attacks at you and you can't really get a good string of attacks going on one of them, you know, it can be a pain in the ass. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so you gear up here. You could just spend so much money, though, in this section i don't know how much money did you guys have at this point in the game i don't know i didn't buy anything i have ludicrous amounts but i've been committing genocide and doing side quests and leveling things and yeah also yeah. are we really skipping this incredible fucking cutscene? uh talk about one? it i have it summarized in one sentence in all caps as genuflection lightning storms hella chaos that dude just gets turbo dunked by an anubis so what happens is you're warping into Luxarian, you're warping into the right. cathedral, and chaos is just engulfing everything. Like, you've never seen so many checkerboards, even in a game store. <laughs> and they're basically shutting the gates. It's hilarious that there are way more, they shut way more gates than exist by the cathedral, so it kind of looks like that close the gate, open the gate, close it a little meme. 
Basically, Lumina shows up, says, this is the beginning of the end. There will be no tomorrow. Life and death are overlapping now. Everyone who ever died in the past will be erased because they weren't here to be saved. It'll be like they never existed and that the Order's ritual will also erase Lightning's memories of Sarah, meaning Lightning won't be able to bring her back. Does that include the people that just got uh, murdered by Anubises? Yes. Okay. Well, that's a that's a really you know rough uh, situation there. Like a pretty raw deal that you made it all the way to the end and you just didn't get to the gate on time. Also, there's this guy that sticks his hand through his gate, and the only thing I noticed is that he's the dumbest looking watch. (laughs) I'll have to take a screenshot of it. It is a dumb watch. I'm now curious what a dumb watch looks like. Oh, I I could show you a dumb watch. (laughs) (laughs) I could show you a ton of dumb watches. It's all of them. Watches are dumb. I got a pocket watch collection. Yeah, no, there's this, like, oh, man, the first thing that came to mind is this one that's made out of, like, parts of the Titanic, and it's just absolutely hideous and costs $30,000. What? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, this one company, Romaine Giroux, makes some really ridiculous... Luxury watches. Luxury watches, yeah. But it's also, like, they're very gimmicky in a way that's just... I don't find it that interesting like there are other companies that make outlandish watches that i'm like okay i could dig that but like this thing can i sell you on a watch where the hands are actually made from the wired fencing at auschwitz uh no that's that's all i could think of when you told me about this dumb titanic watch is just historic metals that's definitely about where we went with that because when you started that sentence i did not expect made out of the Titanic to be the finale. Yeah, for real. Yeah. <laughs> here's here's this watch made down of the made out of the nail that they hung Christ with. This uh-huh. watch is made out of some of the actual debris from the Challenger explosion. God. <laughs> you know what? You'll find the price tag challenging. Ah <laughs> <laughs> ah ah I would have said out of this world, but it didn't quite get there. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> Holy oh <boy>. shit. <laughs> well played. <laughs> it only took All three right. seasons, but you made a great joke. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> uh, anyway, back so to the game. There are some merchants, and then we... Uh, that instead what we do is we try to go to the cathedral, some guards say no, and then we just murder them instead. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. If this is this is one of the most laughable fights in the game if you made it this far. It's very good. Yeah, and they still do the thing where if they're almost dead, they'll heal you because they're confused, which is nice. <laughs> yeah. Well, they only do that if they're below... F- so there's weird nuance to this incredibly easy fight. That you don't need it all, but if an ed- one of them is above, the one you stagger is above 50%, he'll start killing the other dudes, but if he's below 50, he'll start throwing potions at you when you stagger him. Yeah, that's, it's very funny. I mean, I know that the guards in Yuznan did this too, right? But yeah. like, yes. they were so easy, you would end up murdering them anyway. I killed a bunch of them just to see if the death toll in Luxarian would go up. It does. <laughs> <laughs> That explains Wait. some of my daily death tolls. Hell yeah. Because I was going, I've genocided everything. How does this still manage to hit triple digits? Oh, mm-hmm. me. I'm me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like a John Romero film. You were the real monster. And then Lightning was the monster. 
A zombie? Shit, you're right. Look, mm-hmm. I'm down for your doom repercussions of evil joke, but you gotta get it. You gotta land yeah, it. Yeah, you're right. Pledge. I did completely fuck up that landing. <laughs> it's me, the 9-11 of jokes. <laughs> oh, hello, 9-11. We're just 9-11. gonna admit... 9-11 is the 9-11 of jokes, to be fair. We're just gonna fit every single disaster we can into this episode. So we're just waiting on when to put in JFK? Not a disaster. Oh, it's, it's wait, wait, no, when Buda Velsa gets shot through the chest. <laughs> <laughs> it was hope from the grassy knoll. <laughs> well, oh, look. good lord. Oh look, my god. I know I Noel's realized... really old, but he's not grassy. I just realized... This game ends with a prison planet. Yes. Does it? <laughs> <laughs> also, Great. The final Great. shot of this game is just the start men- start screen for Tetris Effect. <laughs> it really oh. is. You can tell we are really just ready to rip into this. <laughs> yeah, it- we're not even talking about the dungeon we're about to run through. It's not a dungeon! It's a it's place not really a dungeon. It's... Hey, we reused the assets from Snow's actual dungeon, and then just pasted some guys that you don't have to fight, and you just jump over them because they're short. Mm-hmm. Yep. And there's also a couple of items. They're nice, uh, but they're not like amazing. No, they are pretty good, dude. They're like plus fifteen percent physical and magic, and plus fifteen percent physical and magic. Oh, defense. right, right, right. Yeah. No, Warrior's Plume is pretty good. Warrior's Plume and Samurai Comb. Samurai Comb. Yeah, yeah. I didn't use them, but like. Oh, yeah, dude, yeah, they're, they're pretty good, right? I used them both. If you just want pure boost and no min-maxing, this is the shit. Yeah, I used them both. They're great. Mm-hmm. I, I probably should have used at least Samurai's Comb because uh, Brave Thief did not work at all in the final boss, and I thought it would. It should have. No, it doesn't work because Bravery Thief only works on... Th- so there's two classes of buffs and debuffs. There are special ones, mm. which are in hexes, and the normal ones that are in squares with rounded corners. And right. you can steal the normal ones in the squares, but the hex ones, like Caius's body and soul, you can't counter with, like, poison. Wait, no, but, like, we'll, we'll get into it more when we get to the boss fight, but, like, uh, the Holy Blade buffs, I don't yeah. think you can steal any of those. Yes, because they're the hex ones. Mm, they they like, look like visually, ones, at least one. that's what I'm trying to say. They, try, like, visually indicate to you that this can be dispelled or stolen. Okay. At any rate, like, one of my items, I had the, um... I think it was like plus 10 ATB recovery and Bravery Thief, and that became mostly useless because Bravery Thief wasn't working. It wasn't doing anything. Although the plus 10 ATB is nice. There's a few new enemies in this dungeon, mostly remixed variants of earlier stuff. Neelas and Wendigos are elemental variants of the larger Sugriva and can only be fought in packs. Anubis has an asshole cousin named Set. Archangeli are the holy-themed version of the Dryads from earlier in the game, and your big-ass brute for the place are Chimeras, who are introduced in a second as a boss. I will say, the Archangeli fuck you up real good. They're yeah. probably the nastiest thing them. here. I, I, yeah. I hate those guys. Like when, when you have to fight two of them at once, I'm just like, Ugh. That was pretty easy. You just fucking throw... Dude, you throw out the Prada hood in, condi- in, in conjunction That's what I did. with the fucking thing, yeah. Oh no, that, take, that's what I ended up doing, and it, it was a lot easier that way. But it was and it also turns like, out all you ugh. do is deprotect and then murder them with the attack plus four on equilibrium plus. See, that's what I 
th- should have done the first time through, and I, I didn't realize well, that that yeah. was as effective. I, I was I trying to do the whole stagger and then yeah, attack. That's and what I'm saying. I tried hard a few times, and then I was like, and then I looked over to my wife and I said, "Video games, much like real life, are way easier when you don't try." <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to make a white privilege joke. What? Whatever. You're the literal <laughs> white savior. You are equally as privileged. It's true. You have to straight up rescue a black boy's soul. Yeah. Oh you have god, to return soul to the black person. Oh my god. Mm. Yeah. Anyhow, uh, we're going to walk down some staircases and find Fang and a Chimera. So whenever you want. Well, you, you can, can just steal it and turn it into the crooner genre. Mm. Oh god, that's why all the checkerboards lightning created Ska. <laughs> so I yeah, thought you, you were going to go up, pick it up, pick it up, and go now. up the stairs to the Chimera. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Oh god. This I'm sorry, take boss. the straight. <laughs> all right, all right. Uh, you gotta talk about now how Noel shows up and tells you about hashtag God's plan, though. We will. It's afterwards. Okay. Wait, do so, you fight this Chimera? Yeah. yeah oh, 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 oh. Oh, no, yeah. we already skipped the Noel scene is what's happening. Because this dungeon is after that. Is it? Yeah. Oh, yeah, because Noel shows Noel up shows in the up. Uh, cathedral. And then you right. go down into the catacombs underneath where the, uh, whatever the, the thing stairs, in the middle is. The stair shit? Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I remember the scene now. All right. Whatever. I wrote yes. these notes after three fucking Bonavelza plus runs, so you'll forgive <laughs> me if I forgot the early cutscenes. But yeah, yeah, there's a, there's a scene when, yeah, Noel shows up, and it looks like he's gonna, like, do something about lightning fighting Budavelza, and he's like, oh, never mind, I, I got your back, I'll hold off the monsters, and he, let's uh, ex- he Yeah, okay, there's so much happening! So first, yeah. let's skip a lot of the cutscene cut content by pointing out that everyone is just going to tell you repeatedly what the plot of the game is, because it's so mm-hmm. baffling, you could not understand it initially. And then Noel frames it like he's going to give up his life to buy you time, which is hilarious because this is absolutely zero stakes for Noel because we already saved his soul. Mm-hmm. Oh, good point. It's definitely framed like some noble sacrifice. You know, I they never really mentioned what would happen to someone who died after they were saved by the Savior. They okay, never really well, address that, do they? So their soul is separated from their body, so what would right. happen is they would create a nobody. It would probably be named, like, Linux. <laughs> <laughs> Zelon? Zelon is what no, Zelon. nobody would be definitely called. definitely Zelon. <laughs> Can we, like, not talk about Kingdom Hearts? <laughs> I want to talk about Kingdom Hearts so much. I'm in the middle of Dream Drop Distance, and it's baffling. I have to uh, record a podcast on that later today, so I have to think that. game that. opens with, like, just some, what if we burned all the Dromani to death? Yeah. <laughs> and then Quasimodo fucking does a bunch of parkour. Also, it's mm. the only uh, World Ends With You sequel you're ever getting. Suck it, fanboys. Joshua and Riku do deserve each other. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, so y'all so, want to keep describing this null cutscene? No, that's it. Well, no, okay. they, like, he, he goes up against two of the chimeras. Is the yeah, thing. and he turns and into and Zelon, like, and Zelon shows up in the ending cutscene. Yeah. yeah. Uh, anyhow, we're going to face a chimera, and I actually really like this thing. This is a cool boss battle. And then it turns into a regular enemy. Yeah, it made me very angry. It's nowhere else in the game. Because this dude has three heads, obviously. It's a chimera. Mm-hmm. Two of them are on the side, and they are... What causes it to cast certain elements of spells? Don't attack this dude with elements. 
Fire does 10%. Ice does regular damage if you hit him with Imperil. And Alec and Wind heal at 150%. But if you take out the heads, you can stop it from using an element and its strongest move. If you just raw physical damage this dude, sure, the fight's fine. If you have an elemental schemata, you're screwed. And it starts screwing around with you by throwing different elements at you. It's got a delta attack using all three if you don't kill a head. And you can do this multiple ways. You can just bum rush it. You can take out the heads to make the fight take longer but have less options to it. You can just straight up smash the thing. Or if you have an elemental resistant garb, take your time and go nuts. Apparently, it takes double damage if you attack it in the back. Yeah. So you actually want to get behind it. Uh, you would use dodge for that. Mm-hmm. I actually saw, I, I watched a speed run of uh, the game last night because I was curious what that would look like. And apparently the guy uh, in this fight puts on overclock, just walks around behind it, and then just smacks it in the back a few times with uh, heavy <laughs> Makes slashes. Sense. I wound up having this be incredibly easy because my middle garb was uh, just no attacks. It was like, hey, check out this D-Protect, slow, poison, and imperil. That's a good garb. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm like, look, if this thing's going to take no damage from magic or physical and going to do no damage as a result, let's get something out of it. Mm Mm-hmm. So there's a fun thing here. Fang joins you after this fight until you walk through the door directly in front of you. So. Oh, my God. I didn't even notice that. Yeah. (laughs) Yep. Yep. Yeah. She's in your party for five seconds if you play the game normally, but. If you want to grind out the new enemies to get their last ones, turn right around and Fang will accompany you, making all the Wait, battles easier. These have last ones? Yeah. yeah, that's what I saw that in the notes, and I'm like, why? My guy. Why? Not the yeah. type for the Square Enix. This is why you can't do that quest on a first run. You have to oh, you're kill right. these guys. And you can't go back to him afterwards. Yeah, because it's only on the final day. God, that's, that's fucking so bullshit. Ugh. Ugh. I'm so uh, I'm so glad I gave up on trying to do that quest because I would not have realized that. Yeah, that's why I was telling you earlier, you can't do that on a new game run. New Year's goals. I'm so glad I gave up. <laughs> <laughs> Yikes. Yeah, so yeah, uh, only oh, 3 man. of them. I think it's Set is the one who you cannot genocide. Let me check. I mean, that would make sense because it's also an Anubis type. An Anubis clone, yeah. I have the list right here. So, we go through this door, and there's a pretty wild cutscene. Spoilers, all the cutscenes are pretty wild. Oh, yeah. So, Vanilla's here doing the soul song, but instead of in the cleric's robe, she's uh, just dressed like she is in 13 with a fucking, like, shawl. I mean, that's how she always was dressed in this game, right? She was always looking like this. No, because she was in a robe, wasn't she? No. I guess she was in in a scene. Okay, yeah. and I never went to see her. Yeah, she's just she's just hanging around in her casual wear. Yeah, you can go and talk to her at some. I think over the if you can go into the cathedral at night, and yes. uh, she doesn't have much to say. Her literally thousands of years old outfit. I hope she washed it every now and then. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, so, Vanille gets guilty about thirteen again, which, in all fairness, was her fault, <laughs> and then. She throws a fucking Wu-Tang sign, collapses, we fight some sets, 
And then Vanille tells us that while we were fighting, she spoke to the dead and none of them wished for oblivion. Mm-hmm. And then a bunch of anime happens. And then Snow falls through a roof. Fang yep. throws up the spear and he destroys the clavis with it. And then we save the souls of the dead. And then we see a cutscene of Vanille saving. And then I have a note here where I'm very mad that says, I don't get stats. Fuck you. <laughs> and then Fang and Vanille die, despite being the only people who die when their souls are saved. Except they don't die because they yeah. immediately get back up. They in get the same back up scene. later. Yeah, but, but they're not dead. I guess they're just really, really tired. They appeared to be dead when I wrote this. They appear to be dead, yeah. <laughs> and then time stops and Yule and Lumina show up. Lumina gives us Sarah's soul. And then Lumina says, uh, apparently Lumina is the tomb lightning created with her for her memories of Sarah out of her own emotions. And then Hope, Hope shows up and is Buna Velza. And then... Ugh, Mog is here now. Yeah, Hope Velza turns everyone to dust and goes, Get in, savior, we've got a world to build. And mm-hmm. then Mog shows up and is like, I can sell you things before the endgame, Koopo. Also, they have these dungeons <laughs> over here, don't forget to check them out. Yeah, I think, like, Hope, like, the, exact, <laughs> the exact line was like, these are mine. <laughs> Just yoink. JRPGpacing.txt, by the way. Just... The villain shows up and steals all of your friend's souls, and then he's like, oh, hey, here's my friend, the cute animal merchant, and four other side dungeons. Mm -hmm. And we're not kidding when we say that's how that whole thing goes down. You should also point out that everyone but Saz shows up for this fight. Yep, Saz is not there. (laughs) Oh, Saz doesn't show up until the very end, because the line is just. The really line for food blatant. stamps was very long this day, Square Enix thought. Well, yeah, there's a government shutdown on. <laughs> uh, there might still be by the time we get this episode out. Oh, there will be. There You're will not be. wrong. <sighs> oh, no, we'll, we'll all rise up and kill that dude if that happens. Mm. Anyway, so what I was going to say is you have three options at this point. A, you can go through the door, possibly talking to Mog for a final shop and synthesis, and start the fight with Bonavelza. B, you can turn around and begin grinding any remaining enemies for the three last ones exclusive to the final day. Don't do this, because you can't actually cause this unless you take option C. Explore the four branches of this room and their final challenges to unlock four powerful spells in the ultimate gear in a new game run. Hilariously, all of these spells are way worse than Aurora. Yeah, I don't know. It's just the best spell in the game. I mean, like, I, I just... Never understood what was the role of the really high damage. Like, okay, so now I have chill, but Lazaga is not even that useful. Why would I it want w- chill? It would be in, like, New Game Plus while you're still getting your stats up via gear and new quests. Because the uh, the way those work is the damage numbers are a multiplier on your stats. So at a certain point, before you mm-hmm. kill everything in one shot, but when you do enough damage that stagger is not worth it, these are way better. Also... Okay. Uh, two of them, I believe it is Chill and Flare, are just massive single damage, and Tornado and Surge are combos. Yeah. Yeah, okay. So they could be used to keep a chain going that way. Yeah, I guess I could see that. Did you use Ultima, by the way? I tried Ultima a couple of times. I had it at one point, but not in my final loadout. Oh, no, I just wanted to say it looks fucking awesome, because it's just an orbital laser. Yeah, no, it Uh, looks great. They've kind of been rolling with that for a few games now. Mm Mm-hmm. 
It's like the second best looking Final Fantasy spell behind like 10 holy. I mm. don't think I can conjure to mind any spells from 10 right now. 10 holy is all the white spheres that fly up in a giant like circle and just lasers come out of all of them and like through the dude you're fighting. That does sound pretty sick. Up. It's like yeah. a circular firing squad in the air of like magic beads. It's pretty cool, actually. That kind of makes me think of like either the Ark Summon in nine or uh, Alexander in eight. And leftist Twitter. <laughs> uh, <Got> indeed. <laughs> indeed. Uh, anyway, so if you want to explore these branches, and I, I, I suggest you do, honestly, there's really only four battles you got to fight, one in each branch. Five? One of them four, has four. Four. One of them had two. Uh, one of them only had one. Uh, Technically, only had one. okay. So here's how this goes. Okay, there are supposed to be three little mini boss encounters in here, but if you genocided things throughout the game, some of those monsters just won't spawn. So you'll walk in, a door will open, oh. and it's like what? It was the oh. Earth Eater. Was the other one? Yeah. If you want, I can actually list off what all of them are. Yeah, I would be curious be cool. because I, I was yeah, expecting it to be like, because they said trial. I'm like, okay, that's going to be hardcore. So, like, I, I fought the first door, which is always like a new one of the new enemies. And then an, the other two were blank in all the other r- rounds. And I'm like, there had to be something here. It looked like yeah. there was supposed to be. For yeah. me, the one with the arc, I think it's the one with the archangels or the chimera had a earth eater at the very last door. Yeah, yeah the, uh, here. Here's the four of them. So each of these has windows in these hallways you're going through, and they stare into different chunks of the series being wrecked as the world ends. It's fucking awesome. Yeah. I, I really should have spent more time looking at this. Yeah, it was great. So the Altar of Judgment stares out on the ruins of Oerba. You get chill at the end of it, and the three bosses are Archangeli plus two, which you have to kill this guy if you want the last one to spawn. Remember how I said something about how I couldn't wipe out the Dryads until I did the quests in the Moogle Village? This is the same thing. Yeah. Um, goblins. So, yeah, that room's empty for everyone. And mm-hmm. Zomok. Okay. Oh, I did fight a Zomok yeah, yeah. also, I guess. Yeah, I definitely killed a Zomok in, uh, in the final dungeon. That one didn't register because it was like five seconds. Yeah. The Altar of Birth is the Ruins of Valhalla. Mm-hmm. You get Tornado, you fight two sets, ten Goblots, so nobody fights that, and mm-hmm. a Cyclops. Mm-hmm. Which I had killed Not in the bad. final dungeon. Yeah, yeah so oh, the nice. same. Uh, the Altar of Salvation is Hanging Edge from FF13. Gives you Flare, and you fight two Meonectons, eight Gremlins, so once again, you're not going to have that, and a Chimera. Mm-hmm. I don't even and, remember what a gremlin is. Oh, they're the little hobbit dudes with, like, yes. little wing guys. Yeah. Yeah. And finally, you see the ruins of Eden in the Altar of Atonement. You get Surge, and you fight the guys you are required to kill to wipe out Sugrivas, Neelas, and Wendigos. That's Ecto Puddings, and Earth Eater. Yeah, those guys are a really cool enemy. I yeah. really wish there were more. Inter- There's only one other set of interlinked enemies like that in the game that I know of. Which one is that? Um, in the... Excuse me. I want to say it's the Wildlands. When you're heading back towards the Town of Ruins, 
There's a set of enemies that are irritatingly interlinked, and you wipe out one last one to take out both. Well, Let me see if I can me. find which one they are. I think you're, you're talking about the Hanuman and the... Uh, oh! They're the yeah, same, yeah, the yeah, same yeah, models. Yes. Yeah, they're the same models, where it's like... Okay. Yeah, yeah. When you're, you see them in the, the Rocky Crag area, mostly with the big guy. You know what would have made yeah. this game way cooler? Is if on, like, day... Day 12, the la- the day with the ultimate dungeon, or the day before these started spawning into the world. I would agree with I that. I think it would be nice. Because the game really needs enemy, vi- enemy variety that doesn't happen in the last 30 minutes where you only have to fight one of each of them. Yeah, I'm really irritated. So much cool stuff only happens in this dungeon. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because th- you definitely hit a point where there's just... Like I'm running across the the wildlands and there's nothing attacking me, nothing at all. Also, I got to correct Fletch. It's the ruins of the ruins of Awerba, Fair. which I think is hilarious because literally no one lives there. So who cares? I mean, no one's been living in any of those places for a while, but at least fifteen hundred years. Yeah, <laughs> actually, more like two two thousand years for uh, Awerba. Yeah, way longer. Like yeah. since you'll fucked it up. <laughs> no, since so. uh, since I uh, got fucked up by uh, Ragnarok. Well, no, it was you who fucked it up by bringing the thing there. Oh no, I'm saying Werba was destroyed by Ragnarok in the War of Transgression, and then no one's lived there since. Oh, you're right. I was conflating it with the weird town that she brought oh. that time sucking demon to that you fought in thirteen two. Oh no 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 huh. no! It's not a. Uh, it's not that. Yeah. So. Every one of these you finish off is going to cause a giant beam to spawn in the center of the room. Do all four, and you can get a message from Sarah's ghost, delivered through Mog, which really robs it of any urgency. <laughs> and the initial two pieces of gear you had in this game will turn into the Ultima Weapon and Ultima Shield. And they're rad. Yeah, they're, Why they're really you just good. Stick a, what if she stuck a sword that was already good in there, like Caius's sword? Uh, it doesn't... <laughs> <laughs> I was actually oh. kind of concerned, like, because in the cutscene, you just take the sword in your initial garb, you stick it in there, and then it comes out this sword. And I'm like, wait, what did you do, do with my sword? <laughs> yeah. I like and, that sword. It's actually really good. <laughs> but spoiler, they just don't do that. Would not be the first time that Caius' sword went through Sarah. Oh! True, actually. Not even counting <laughs> fucking just deviant art. Yeah. Mm-hmm. At that point, I had the canonical lightning because I was using Equilibrium Plus with the lightning butterfly glasses and then these we- these weapons equipped to it. <laughs> and that was definitely also just my DPS garb. Yeah, no, like, I think uh, the Ultima weapon has like, 30, plus 3,500 to both stats and then, like... Yeah, it's uh, obscene. And then, yeah, because that's, like, at least three times as strong as your next strongest weapon, which is probably, like the flesh render or something at plus 900 each. And then it also gives you army of one plus. So it's an even bigger boost to army of one damage. Oh, I didn't even use that. I, I did for what it's worth. I should point out the max you can get in a stat, no matter how many runs you've done is plus 5,000. That's how ludicrous those weapons are. Yeah. So you're pretty much at the cap then. Yeah, if you did any quests, that basically is going to carry you to max. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was great. Man, that garb was so good, because I also had the thing that when you attack, you get uh, ATB back on the other garbs. Oh, nice. So I would just stagger 
and then come through here and chunk the boss while he was staggered and then have my ATBs refilled. And by the time I burned through those, he would be staggered again. And then my DPS garb would be fully recharged at that point and you just loop through it. Now, mm-hmm. if you fucking suck at this point, there is a crystal in the room with Mog, which will not be pointed out. It is called the Crystal of Atonement. It is basically a soft new game plus without the bonuses beating the game gives you. You return to day one with all the abilities and non-plot items that you've collected, but every single quest and enemy returns to zero. This includes your stats from those. Wait, your your stats reset? Your stats reset because the quests reset. Oh, wait, so that... Man, that's rough. What yeah, happens? You, the Crystal of Atonement will throw you back to day one if you suck so much at this point, and it resets all the quests and monsters in the game, but you keep the abilities and non-key items. That's just way worse than the built-in New Game Plus option. Well, if you cannot beat the boss. Well, no, there's a... There is a built-in New Game Plus option where you could create a new game from any save file, effectively restarting the game with your stats. Like, is if there? you... Yeah, like, if... Or does that... Oh. On, oh, no, that only happens if you fail out midway through. Like, you run out of time. Oh, yeah, if you made it to this point, you can't do that. Yeah, so this is where time. I wound up last time I yeah. played, because I could not beat Phase 2. Yeah, because I I thought it was, it was going to do that thing that Chris just said. It just sends you back, and you can ju- you keep your stats and your items and your like weapons and skills and stuff, and then you can just build back up from there. Because then you'll definitely be powerful enough. But if you have to just then replay the game, yeah, I'm pretty sure it resets stats based on what I looked at. Yikes, that's that's pretty rough. That's hard. Well, you don't have to replay all the game because you would have like fireworks, the sneaking in ticket. No, you no, have it a- removes it removes key items. Oh, I thought you said it did not. Yeah, that's fucking... No, no, no. It's just a new game. Yeah, it's a new game plus your gear. That's it. Uh, Yeah, that's not really... you keep abilities? Yeah, you keep abilities and items that aren't quest-related. But you get a lot... Mm. A lot of the best weapons are one from, like, last ones and, uh, and, like, garbs and stuff. Well, those are quest-related. Yeah, it's not going to remove that. This is just, like, you can't have 17 fireworks and all the desert flames and everything. And, like, Caius' sword. Yeah, Caius's sword would reset, but yeah, you keep the. Yeah. I can't see why you wouldn't keep the last one stuff. It's just you'll have to kill the enemies again. Yeah, no, that that seems like here you go play the game again, but you have a yeah. That's still a, a notable advantage from well, <laughs> but it's still it's not like you're going to stomp advantage. your way. Yeah, but it's not you're not going to stomp your way to the end of the game and with your extra stats until you invest the same amount of time you would have the first time through. I think you would, or less, right? right? Well, keep in mind. It's possible to reach this day on day 11 or 12-ish, I think. Mm -hmm. I think you just have to be in the double digits for the final day to spawn when you run out of time. Yeah. Okay. So this is for people who half-assed their way through the game, got here with only one save file, and still want to beat it. This is a thing you should never take if you have any chance. Nope.
Hi all, Matt here. I just wanted to thank you all for following along with us throughout the entire Final Fantasy XIII trilogy. It's uh, crazy to think that we're already at the end of it and ready to move on to other things like Final Fantasy XV. If you like what we do, please go to patreon.com forward slash pitch drop or go see fun.me and throw us a couple of bucks a month and help support the network and also get access to uh, bonus materials from our show eventually. Uh, Boku no Stop, Being Jim Davis, and Magmar Sucks. Thank you guys again, and we will see you in Lucis. When you're set, you approach the door Mog is next to, ignoring Mog because he deserves it. You walk through into a void where Boonavelza is creating the new world. Lightning, well, she doesn't stop. She pretends to stop. She, she points a sword at him and goes, fuck off. Yeah, but she has that bit where she said she wasn't sure that he was going to betray them until the very, very, very end. Well, she had to ask about what uh, Hope Soul there's a really good bit here where he's like, he basically just destroys Hope's body. And there's actually an interesting plot thing here, too, where he says, oh, yeah, I couldn't find his soul. I don't know where it is because your souls are invisible to me. So instead, I'm going to make a whole new world where my soul is going to be in all the humans so that I can I can have complete control over everything. So not only is this world not going to have the memories of people from the past, like it's going to be clean slate, but he's also going to have more control over humans than he did prior. Right. He will be able to basically be in anybody and walk among people. Yeah. Yeah. Which uh, which is a, an extra level of dystopia that wasn't there prior. Much like regular God, Bunavelza is also awful. This is very much the uh, the law track on uh, SMT. Yeah, it is. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it is. So I'm going to let you two talk about the regular boss because I have a bit at the end for me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So this is a four-part boss battle. And the first part, you get hit with Doom, which gives you uh, four minutes to uh, kill him out of this uh, particular uh, part of the fight. And if you Phoenix down out of the first Doom, you get two minutes when he recasts it. So all you got to do is... Uh, debuff him, hit him really hard. He's not really 
very tanky here. And if you stagger him, he'll become unprotected, which makes him even easier to uh, to knock down. This this part's really not a problem. This of course, is basically I, a gear check. Yeah, although I didn't realize, like, I didn't know quite how long that uh, that timer was going to be or whether or not I could just, like, fight it normally. So I, <laughs> the first time I went in here, I just went, like, as soon as I staggered, went overclock army of one and just murdered the shit out of him and then realized, oh, God, there's another phase. Oh, God, there's another phase. Oh, God, there's another phase. It's worth noting that this entire Bunavelza fight is kind of cool if you're like a series fan because he basically um, mimics moves and behaviors from other series final bosses. Uh, it's really blatant in two. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what, one of the interesting, well, we haven't described what Bunavelza looks like, which is... Uh, uh, he looks he looks kind of like he, he's got Kafka like a, and Ultimacia. Steampunk Kefka. Yeah, Steampunk Kefka's good. Well, he's got the Ultimacia ball. head thing too, right? Well, he's got he's got a sort of popish headgear and his antlers, but he's also got six wings and is a pale buff man with human features and sharp teeth. He also yeah, those uh, teeth are fucking gross, my dude. <laughs> yeah, he also uh, calls out to uh, Pulse and Lindsay, turns them into like scythes, and then turns that into like a spinning scythe sword, double sword thing, uh, which is the weapon he uses. Did we mention that he explicitly wants you to become Etro? Oh no, we skipped no, that. No, we did not. We were That's stupid a big to deal. forget that. Yeah, he yeah. uh <laughs> that was a big deal. He, the he powered you up to beyond human levels, thus the only thing that can kill him, because when he creates the new world, he's going to need a new <laughs> goddess of death to manage everything. I'm sorry, my boss just slack DM'd me on the weekend because he knows what I like and it just Windows 98 icons are great, and then the deck says, in my opinion, the UI design of Windows peaked in Windows 98, which is a thing I've said a thousand times to him. Mm. I absolutely do not want to know what that text from my boss would look like, given the conversations we've had. I told him, I'm like, that's why everything moved to web portals, because actual software peaked with Windows 98. Carry if on, I had sorry. to think of mine, it would probably be something to the degree of why are we using Outlook? Outlook is the dumpster fire of development. It, it is. Yeah. My anyway. dude, let me tell you about fucking having to write emails that are Outlook 2003 compliant. Those plain white GIFs just to push things over. Oh, I know exactly what you mean, because I have to support those. I have to support things coming in from BlackBerry phones. I have to... 17 different styles of email, and I basically have a check where I type in something and hit a key command to go, what style is this? What works? Oh, no, I'm replying to some jagoff who's fucking sending raw text to me. Hell yeah. Cool. (laughs) I still make all my emails come in in just plain text. I don't need your fucking, like, CSS garbage. I like them that way, but I need to know because I can't send images to some people if I'm trying to prove a thing, or... Yeah, I have to know what I'm dealing with so I can handle it. Mm -hmm. So, anyway, anyway, we're we're the goddess of death. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, so, uh... Yeah, we were we were built to become the goddess of death, and... Much like like, Windows Vista, (laughs) lightning will become the worst. (laughs) Uh, oh, yikes. I forgot about XP. Anyway, but. yeah, and so uh, Lightning's like, oh, well, uh, okay, well, I'm just going to kill you then, and then I'm going to guide the uh, go into the chaos, guide the souls into the new world. That's good. For what yeah. it's worth, he does respond to this with 
your typical bravado you would expect of a god, which is, all right, sure, fuck it, let's do this. He's yeah, actually pretty I, happy. I have it summarized as Buddha Velza says some villain shit. Mm-hmm. It's not incorrect. I mean, the the read on, like, do you think you can kill God is pretty good, actually. Yeah, I, I really have fun with this cutscene. It's... Mm-hmm. Okay, so I just gotta say, we're gonna do nothing but rag on this for the rest of the time, but it's pretty good, and I like it. Yeah, mm-hmm. this is it's all pants-on-head just... stupid, but it's fucking fun. <laughs> it's, uh-huh, all... uh-huh. it's definitely dunk-worthy, but I like it. Yeah. It's like the ending of StarCraft 3, just over and over again for, like, 25 minutes. There was a StarCraft 3? <laughs> well, whatever. <laughs> the Protoss I, I don't know! <laughs> no, in the, in the, okay, in the end of the last StarCraft 2 expansion, Kerrigan and some race that is the Protoss and Zerg mix do, like, a Kamehameha battle. <laughs> what?! <laughs> Uh, (laughs) dude i haven't played a blizzard game since warcraft 3 vanilla so this is new to me you're missing out we should i'm I'm banned from battlenet kerrigan is the queen of blades and then they turn her back into a person at the end of the first uh first starcraft 2 campaign then she turns back into the queen of blades immediately afterwards and then there's a progenitor race of the Zerg and Protoss hybrid, like ye ancient space eldritch evil. And then Kerrigan does the Kamehameha laser battle where there's the ball pushing back and forth where the beams meet. And what? Then James Raider and Kerrigan fly off into space to fuck forever. Amazing. Is this, is he <laughs> kidding? No! I, I don't know. I haven't played I'm, this. I'm not. It's, uh, fucking look at, wild. I'm going to look it up on YouTube and put it in the yeah, show notes. I'm Googling <laughs> this on my phone right now. Also, like, StarCraft 2, you should play. Like, Heart of I the can't. Swarm. And- Just make a new account, dog. <laughs> no, it's <laughs> never happening. How about I let you use my login, actually, now that I don't play Hearthstone or Overwatch anymore? Nah, I'm good. Because I've never given enough of a shit. Well, it's dumb, and... Heart of the Swarm in particular has the absolute best RTS single-player mission design of any RTS, period. What? That's not a joke! No, it wasn't a joke! This whole thing is real! Wow! (laughs) Wow! (laughs) Also, it's way more like Warcraft 3 than you would expect. Like, Heart of the Swarm and the uh, third one are all about, like, hero units, usually. It's pretty good. I mean, I specifically said that I played vanilla. I stopped giving a shit after that, so... Get excited for Reforged. I have no idea what that is. They're fully remaking Warcraft 3, like, new models and everything. Fletcher, the meat wagon catapults work. Well, that's a nice touch, but I still... What you have to realize is that, as obsessive as I am about JRPGs, I am the polar opposite with real-time strategy. I was literally one of the world's worst Dawn of War 2 players. I... I do not like real-time strategy games that I'm telling you to play this one. It's really good. I'm like, just saying. Just as a single player. Yeah, guys, yeah. We, 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 we have a podcast to finish. What? Chocolate, what? There's like nothing to say. You fight this boss and the ending happens. No, you have to talk. Fuck you. There's like four parts <laughs> to this boss. All right. And, so, and you haven't about. heard the fuck you on New Game Plus. I'll tell you that one. Yeah. All right. But, so, yeah, but also like. Speaking of space fucking, we go to yeah. space two. 
The other thing with like Budavelza too is he's constantly backing away from you. And if he like especially if he hits you with certain stuff, he'll push you away. So you, you want to like not get too far away from him. And oh, you also, didn't mention the mines. Oh yeah, there's a That's on phase two. That's on phase two. But we're, uh, we're in phase two. No, well he's, we were talking He starts the thing with the mines. No, Matt right. is insisting on still talking about phase one where the well, doom still- timer and getting pushed around. But also, like his like he's wearing a skirt that's like half the ground, and the ground ripples and stuff. Like it's Every, everything is aesthetically on point. Yeah, it's very cool. But yeah, phase two, things start to get a little crazy. This is the uh, the caster version where he starts casting a lot of spells, and uh, he spawns a bunch of uh, these wandering mines, these orbs that will bounce around the uh, battlefield, and he'll uh, he has a move that makes them explode, and they hurt a lot. Well, you kill them in, like, five hits. I, I never bothered attacking them. I just, like, I would just, as long as I stayed up close to um, to Budavelza, like, they just ended up behind me and I was outside of the blast radius. Yeah, I found it, because of my setup, it was basically a free action to kill these, because I could do it in, like, half an ATB bar on the equilibrium and also recharge the things I was staggering Budavelza with. Okay. Mm. Yeah. The gimmick here is that he'll uh, slowly power up his spells from level two and three, and then all the way up to the highest. And as an extra bonus, he'll occasionally cast, um, it was that element, the big element spell. Well, N, flame, and ice, etc. Right. Yeah. Like, when he, when he does that, he'll be locked into an element, and that makes him, of course, weaker to the opposite element, which is pretty useful. Fire and ice, elector wind, Yeah. Yeah. I guess I was lucky in this because I never, I didn't really get a bad one because I, I usually had like Aurora and that, and like I had a random Fyra or, or Fire on the other one. Never really ran into a problem with this. I got fucked on this one. Oh, yeah. Because he does a huge charge move where it's very hard to stagger him out of. But, oh, yeah. Uh, get an him. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then he ends with just literally uh, dancing mad, which, yep. okay, if, so- he, if he gets the charge off. Here's here's the fun thing about Genetheliac him. If you stagger him, he only casts Falling Star, which is a mean bastard of a magic attack. Like six grand in if damage. If you don't, he casts Dancing Mad, which is literally two times the damage of Falling Star. Yeah, like, still one shot from full health, despite having 30% magic resistance on a garb and heavy guarding it. Yeah, it's uh, it's real nasty stuff. So you really need to be staggering in order to protect, your, at the very least, protect yourself from that attack. This is where I got fucked on, because he immediately switched into wind mode. I had zero other elements, yep. and then he did not change out of it, and I ate three of these. Yeah, that would do it. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that uh, he, he will change. I don't think you'll be around long enough to see him change uh, elements, so I guess this is a bit he of He does RNG. change eventually. Okay. Uh, because I didn't lose. I had four Phoenix Downs and, like, six X Potions. Mm-hmm. But I definitely blew through three Phoenix Downs here. Oy. But after you beat that, you go into Phase 3, which is the bane of my existence. Oh, this one was yeah. very easy. Yeah. It was, you gotta I get was, good I, and press the block button, Matt. I did get press the block button. The problem was I... I... I couldn't, like, get this guy to stagger. Just something about the timing of his attacks and the way I was, like, trying to chain stuff together, I could never get a, get him to stagger. Or if he did, he staggered for, like, two seconds, and then he was up, and I didn't do that much more damage. It just felt... This one felt like I the slog. Yeah, don't try. The, the trick is to not try. You stagger him, get a D-Protect off, 
and then just wail on him, and when the deep protect wears off, just keep wailing on him. Don't even bother. Just use the fucking sword and attack four on equilibrium, because you got the ultima. I mean, that one's so strong. Yeah, that's a... And you just swap out to guard on another one, because how it works is Mm -hmm. he's just super heavy physical attacker. If you stagger him a few times, you get, like, a stop on him. Dazed. Mm -hmm. There you go. Yeah. It's a temporary stop, basically, and, uh, but as he goes through here, he does a basically big combo, and the further damage in this phase that he is, the longer the combo is, and mm-hmm. if you get caught out of this, you'll basically lose all of your stagger progress and have to start yeah. over. Yeah, so I think that might be what was happening to me. Like, yeah, I was getting reset. It juggles you just long enough that it resets it, so you have to build it up while not eating any hits. Yeah, and that can be a little... T- like, sometimes he'll throw out, like, two of those spinning... Like, atta- like throwing the, uh, the the scythe thing at you, and sometimes he'll do one. So, like, if you expected one and you get hit twice, like, it sucks. You know, one thing that I saw in the speed run for this fight was the use of decoy, actually. Apparently, uh, decoy is very, very strong, especially yeah. if you... Especially if you... Well, we said last time, like, you get decoy and nobody uses it. Uh, <laughs> but like that's a good way to like get outside of his like attack radius like just walk around him slightly and then you could like attack him pretty much without trouble but also in the speed run and this is a pc only trick if you run the game at 60 fps the decoy will fall through the floor <laughs> <laughs> is that what happened because i did use decoy here yeah oh that's then that's why you had an easy time because because the Bidu Felza was attacking a, a attacking a bog off screen it couldn't hit. I used decoy on accident because I meant to use a Kiraga and near the end of the phase, and then I was like, oh, I'll take the free one, I guess. Yeah, no, like that's what'll happen is that it, it doesn't always fall through the floor, but it can. And when it does, it just makes it a major, major distraction to Buddha Velsa. So I don't know if this works like on console very well, but on PC, you can cheese it that way. Well, no, because the consoles are like 24 frames. Yeah, but even at 30, it doesn't work. For what it's worth, there's a couple of other wrinkles to this fight, which it looks like my two co-hosts avoided. Uh, He has a skill called Holy Blade, which he casts successively over the course of the battle, which will give him three buffs in order, Vigilance, Faith, and Bravery. If you counter one of them, he will have to go back in the order to restart it. Mm-hmm. It was not a big deal, to be honest. The yeah. fucked up part is he has an incredibly meta attack called Hypernova. If he mm-hmm. hits you with this, your menu is locked, so you can't heal. That's rad. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. I, mean, I love when games fuck with the UI. Yeah, and it, it probably won't one-shot you, but it does a lot of damage, even if you're guarding. Oh yeah, it hits you for a lot, but then you can't heal for a while. That's the killer. Yeah. But uh, eventually you uh, you beat this guy, and then you go into phase four. So, like... Unbelievably easy. This, yeah. If you can get this guy to stagger, although, however, they did jack up his uh, stagger target very high. Oh, fucking, so, yeah. All you do is you press overclock and hold down Aurora a bunch of times, and then you kill him before the stagger ends with the Ultima weapon. Oh, yeah. Once you stagger, the, yeah. Basically, the idea is he's he's up in the air. He's, like, bent, like, the floor, so he's, like, not sitting down. He's got a couple of interesting attacks here, like um, Heartless Angel. He'll uh, he basically summons these ads that'll circle around you for a while, and uh, at some point, like you got to be careful because uh, 
it'll knock you down to one HP if you get hit by it. But it's also easy to tell when it's going to happen because the camera pans quickly to uh, to lightning right before the attack. So if it's you, worth if you noting this, that the ads are the weird wizards from uh, um, Eden Orphan's Cradle. Orphan's Cradle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's also a good attack to get at least some attacks in because because uh, he won't do anything else until the attack uh, triggers. So as long as you're careful, it's not very dangerous. He's also got eye lasers. He's also got a couple other things. But uh, the, the big problem is that, yeah, you do almost zero damage to him normally. You need to stagger him. He takes, and this is not a joke, 1% physical and magic damage until staggered. Yeah, so there's no way to uh, to do anything about that. But once he is staggered, he becomes very susceptible to. Uh, he, what, what's the status that he gets? Technically, it's a it's a pretty nasty. He one. is hit with infected, which is a super yep. poison, and he's yep. down for sixty full seconds. And you can debuff him finally, yeah, because none of the debuffs will land prior to that, which is frustrating because I I've been using imperil a lot in the earlier phases, and it didn't work here when I really could have used it. But, oh well. So yeah, I mean, I, I don't know, like, is it possible to really stagger without using an overclock? Oh yeah. Yeah. Because I, I couldn't I couldn't get enough momentum on any of my, you know, because this, what was it? They said the stagger target is 2,000 here when, like, the next two highest were 1,000 and 1,600 for the optional bosses. Yeah, the, the super bosses are 1,000 and 1,600. This dude is 2K flat. Yeah, so it's the hardest person, hardest enemy to stagger in the game. Mm-hmm. I mean, depending on the attack patterns, I guess. Or you just overclock it and do it, and then the fight is over in five yeah, seconds. Yeah, which so is what I ended up doing. My third garb didn't come out much until this point. And this one was based on combos that go off in midair, and I could switch to the others for one quick attack to chain it back. Mm-hmm. But... I have a slightly different fight. Do you? Do we want to transition into Bunnels of Plus, or do you have anything else about the basic boss? No, it's very easy. Like one shot, five gold, five silver stars, like fourteen minutes. Yeah. See, I I did mine at like fifteen forty something like Casual. that. I, with Casual. Like one, with like one star. <laughs> Oh, fuck off. Because <laughs> it's like very easy, and I'm less like, what did you do this in ten minutes? And it's like, no, you were only like, you're like less than a minute. In front of me, I'm like that. Okay, that wasn't so bad. But how many stars did you get, Matt? I got like one star. Uh huh. <laughs> how many? How many less is that than five? I'm gonna say it's a uh, two middle fingers up to your face. What I'm gonna say is that I'm eighty <laughs> percent better better at video games than you. <laughs> har har har. So anyway, tell me about Budavelza Plus. He actually has a weapon drop at a five percent chance for new game players. Why? Yeah, I didn't get it, so I had to do this repeatedly. Just fucking why, though? That's what I'm saying. Why? Why do you do this to yourself? Because I wanted to see what it looked like. You have the internet, my dude! I, yeah, but I wanted to play around with it. Okay. So, <laughs> if you're on New Game Plus... Game recognized game, fight, I guess. This fight is a mean motherfucker. <laughs> the first three forms are combined into one, and he randomly picks an order to swap between them. That sounds way cooler than regular Budavelza. It's really fun other than he still casts Doom for that first form, and the timing is much tighter. Two and a half and one and a quarter minutes for each cast. 
And this first form rocks 4 million HP, which is more than the entire original fight had combined. This is also fucked up because in this first form, Stagger knocks him down five seconds. Period. Does it do anything else? Like, add no. any... Uh, um, it, does, it does unshelled and unprotected. Does that uh, stick around, or is that just for those five no, seconds? No, that's just during the Stagger. Oh, God. So, so that's when you'd break out your Ultima or whatever. Yeah, that's when yeah. you basically go hog wild on him, because those five seconds are the only booster you're going to get. Yeah, so that's when you do your uh, friggin', what's it called, uh, Army of One? Yeah, your Army of One, your chill or whatever. And keep in mind, this means, because he's switching between these forms, you can have some really shitty combinations. You can have powered-up versions of those mines while he's casting a hymn, while you have doom status on you, and... The final form, though, is almost the same as the base game, but there's two wrinkles. 5 million HP, and it can cast Doom now at a 5-minute and and 2.5-minute timer. But they give you one kindness. Stagger him, and he stays down for over 2 minutes, gets unshelled, unprotected, and infected. If you take him down, you fucking murdered him. Mm Mm-hmm. As one final kindness to you, the New Game Plus player, Bonavelza Plus drops his double deity weapon at 15% odds if you kill him. Oh, is that one of the twin blades? Yeah. Yeah. I think it is. That's that's it. Okay. Yeah. Those are fun. Yeah, that's the one that I was trying to get that is such a bitch. So uh, equip the beggar's beads on one of your schemata so you can have a whole 30% chance of getting it. I actually had to do this fight twice to get the drop. Well, honestly, like... That's a pretty good yield rate at 15% if you got it in two shots. Well, I, again, I had the beggar's beads on, so I got it at 30. Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, if we never mention this, the beggar's beads are one of my favorite accessories in the game, causing every drop rate to double. I would care about that if enemies dropped better upgrade materials like they do in New Game Plus. Yeah, as the New Game Plus yeah. player, I definitely needed that shit. Yeah, they didn't seem... I mean, I guess that's when you start getting, like, the Mithril Maelstones and whatnot. Yeah. yeah, that doesn't count for you guys. That's all me. So, that's the last boss, and then there's, like, 15 minutes of cutscene. And boy, boy, is it a cutscene. Yeah. Remember how we said it went full anime with the Clavis? This is full anime. This is, this yeah, is this, what happens when you go full anime. This is literally just StarCraft Three shit. So... Lightning drags Bunavelza into the Sea of Chaos because it's a force he can't control because it's made of human souls, which he has no control over. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There's a lot of lasers. At this point, I wrote down, we kill God, but joke's on me, I guess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we save Hope's soul. Hope's mom is back. Lightning tells Hope that he is their hope. And then I just wrote down, lol. Wait, wait, you forgot the part, Chris, that uh, the way she uh, saves Hope's soul is by stabbing the uh, survival knife into uh, Budavels' forehead. Oh, excuse me? You didn't know that? You didn't see it? No, I was busy writing. No, no. She uses the knife that she gave him (laughs) to murder God. That came out of nowhere. (laughs) That's the finishing blow. (laughs) Well, it's it's not the finishing blow, because... Well, the finishing uh, blow of physical attacks. Oh my god, dude. That's fucking pretty yeah. into that, actually. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It, <laughs> that's very good. How did you miss that? 
<laughs> I was not looking at the screen. Okay, yeah. No, and, and the knife also, like, when, when Hope, like, rematerializes, like, the knife floats into his hands. Like, that's, it's kind of very obviously, oh, here you go. Here's your callback to 13. Yeah, when I had looked up, I'd only saw Hope from, like, upper chest down, upper chest up. Yeah. So, but, uh, then Lightning White Fangs Hope, because she needs to stay behind to control the chaos and protect the new world. And then fake Sarah shows up? Yeah, so there's a there's a scene where, yeah, Sarah is sitting on Etro's throne. She's saying, don't leave me. Oh, but uh, you did leave me. And uh, by the way, you're the one sitting in the chair. And uh, fake Sarah's like, yeah, you kind of deserve to be alone because uh, you locked part of yourself away. And Lightning's like, no, that was Bunavelza. He, you know, when I woke up and she's like, no, 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 you did that. That chair thing is very funny, by the way. I'm <laughs> yeah. not in the chair. You're in the chair. <laughs> yeah, yep. exactly. <laughs> yeah. And it really does go like that. Yeah. It's very weird. Um, and then also she gets, like, chained into the chair by chaos for, like, a second for some yeah. reason. Just some dude she, like, cut in front of getting on the bus. His soul is, like, time to get payback. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, because that's so, what it is. It's like a person's soul. Yeah, and so uh, like Sarah goes like, "Well, you've cut away part of your personality, like all your vulnerability, because you you felt you needed it to uh, to grow up, to be strong, to you know raise yourself, and also me. So uh, this is all your fault, and you deserve to be alone. And this is like, wait, we're going all the way back to the beginning of 13's <sighs> characterization." <laughs> To, yeah. to be like, this is the reason why you can't save your sister? And th- this just reflects so poorly on fucking Square Enix's writing team, because, like, compare three games of cosmic bullshit to just Cloud's breakdown in the wheelchair, right? Like, one of these is good character development, and one of these they just wrote down in parentheses, UG, in, three, in capital letters, like, three times in a row. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah. But anyway, at some point, the entire realm sort of disappears, and, um... Oh, yeah, the Lumina shows up at some point, too. Like, yeah, I, so I think... what happens is, Lightning is falling into the chaos, and then she says, Sarah, don't leave me, I need your help, and she cries. And then Lumina just fucking shows up in a T-pose, falling yes. down on top of her. She hugs them, and they merge into each other, and now Lightning is a whole person again. And in case you're wondering why you're a shitty person, it's because this hasn't happened to you yet. (laughs) So, then Hope shows up and pulls her from the chaos, and then Lightning, Odin, and all her friends, except Saz, dive into the chaos. And then a bunch of anime shit happens, and then they... Quote There's unquote, a lot of laser what, beams well, flying. Well, they, Chris, this, you, you, you missed the part where uh, fake Sarah says she's fake Sarah, but she then developed feelings, uh, sisterly feelings ah! for, <laughs> for, for lightning, and then says, oh, I always loved you. And it's like, wait, dear listener, I hope you like clipping. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm going to fix the clipping, Chris. Don't you it's worry. Uh, the yeah, magnetic yeah. So of like, podcasts. She's like, oh, I was a fake Sarah created by God. I knew that. But I feel uh, like your sister anyway, because I just pretended to feel what I think she would feel for you. And it's like, oh why? God. What? What is this, this matter? Psychopath, my dude. 
Also, also, qu- question here is because, uh, spoiler, Sarah does come back, the actual Sarah. Where does this one go? <laughs> Nowhere. She dies when Buna Velza dies, apparently. Yeah, she vanishes. Does she? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, okay, I didn't quite catch that. It's very vague. So, everybody, everybody but Saza's here. They quote-unquote kill Buda Velza again. And then Saz shows up afterward, and there's some joke about how he's late, like, real cool Square Enix. Well, yeah, we're not a, making here, that up. Uh, yeah, no. And do you know what's the funny part? When each person uh, shows up to, uh, you know, go against Buda Velza, they come with their Eidolons. Except Noel no, shows up. No, that's the next part. No, no I, don't, I think it's this Only part. Only Odin shows up right now. After Saz shows up again, I, I have pretty fairly comprehensive notes on this, right? So, fill in what I miss. Oh, no. No, yeah, this is definitely... Let's see here. Oh, yeah, yeah, you keep going. I'm checking it right now. And then Lightning literally says, the power of friendship can change the world, and she kills him with a laser made of her friend's souls. Everybody wakes up on the rocks next to Bunavelza's corpse, which is fucking rad. Yeah, Bunavelza, Um... like, gets iced over and then falls into an explosion. And has yeah, a hole through his good. chest. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, the funny thing is when the Eidolons show up, uh, Noel has Saz's Eidolon. Because <laughs> he doesn't have his own. No, Saz has his own. No, no, but Saz Hope isn't there yet. Too. Saz isn't there yet. Yeah, that happens at the end after the Noel thing. No, so, no, 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 no. This happens even before that. I'm just telling you, before Saz shows up, all of the other Eidolons are there. This is the whole, everybody's here, but then Saz shows up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when everybody first showed up, Noel took... Saz is Eidolon. And, like, when they leap at him, it is, like, straight up an anime shot where all their faces are, like, sequentially staggered. Mm-hmm, it's an mm-hmm. opening scene. It's yeah, fucking it wild, my dude. It's really something. So, we wake up on the prison planet uh, next to Budavels' corpse. And then Caius and all the Yules show up, and uh-huh. the Yules speak with a Nightmare We Are Legion voice and announce oh, that God. we're going to become Etro and live in the shadow of death, watching over the cycle of reincarnation. No flips trying to save Yule, and Caius just grabs him by the throat and then finally gives him the power of chaos, and he is Yule's guardian. And then apparently he had the very last Yule hostage? Because, no, yes. like... So- Wait, he had him. Ho- I thought it was just like, okay, I'm going to uh, release no! the last no! Yule from what? Yeah, that's what she says. I ha- he had the last one. He was just keeping her because she explicitly uses the phrase "he freed me." Like, just he had some cosmic chaos basement he was keeping her in. Yeah, no, it's very weird. He's just basically like, okay, and yeah, the Yule say, oh. She doesn't have the uh, curse of the Seerus anymore. This is she is the last of us, and uh, she's yours now. Have fun. Yeah, and, and then Res Area X happens, and all the Eidolons show up and just evaporated the souls. Mm-hmm. And Amog leaves as well. And then I just wrote in all caps, "Thank fucking God." Koopa. Then there's a montage of reuse. <laughs> then there's a montage of reuse CG because hey, they already paid for it. More power of friendship shit, and then the game closes on the title screen of Tetris Effect. <laughs> Wait, well, I mean, like, okay, so I haven't seen Tetris Effect, but, like, uh... It's the spoilers... Earth with all the lights coming off of it. That's exactly what the Tetris Effect yeah. title screen is like, minus a T-block. Right, you're, you're underselling this, though, because the brand new world that Budavelza makes is our fucking Earth. 
No, that's at the post credit scene. No, no, no. This happens now because it flies, like, the camera fly. all the souls fly by Saturn, they fly by Mars, they fly by the moon, and then you oh can my see, God. and then you can see, like, you can see Africa, like the like Africa and the Mediterranean on the wide ba, ba, shot, ba, ba, and then when it comes in the in the earlier shot, you can see like uh, the Strait of Gibraltar. Like it's very, <laughs> very obviously, and, and also like all the souls just sort of spread over like um, like parts of Europe. So the credits happen forever, and then there's God, a, do they? Yeah. and then there's a the medley's pretty good. It's a medley of like all of the best music from the three games. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, the the music's lovely, but. Jesus Christ, they're Ubisoft length. Yeah. They're very long. And then there's a post credit scene where Lightning is just in regular lady clothes on a normal train, gets off the train, and says, you know, this is the end of a journey. It feels like a new journey. Maybe we'll see each other again soon. Too heavily imply that this is just everybody from Final Fantasy thirteen lives on Earth now. Yep. And then the game is over. And I hate that because that <laughs> only works in a story with characters you care about. <laughs> did you not realize where she was? Uh, I did not. It said like Gare or something on the. She's thing. in France. Right. And that ending is why she has the Louis Vuitton deal. Oh, that's very funny. Uh, Lightning I like that. is canonically in our world as a model, according to the end of Lightning Returns. Well, did, did you did, did have you guys looked up the novella? No, oh. no, I'm, this is actually new. To what me. happens? Tell oh, me about okay. it. Okay, all right. So there's there's a novella that happens, <laughs> and it happens at between like the the creation of the new world and this cutscene. Like it ends on this cutscene. Okay, which is a a brand new character, uh, new OC. Do not steal. Is a um, reporter. Uh, like, Does he have a apparently... normal person name or a crazy Final Fantasy name? It's a Final Fantasy name. It's like Aurore or something. It's fucking wild because he's on Earth, my dude. No, no, no. Say that name again. It's like Aurore or something. I forget it. Exactly. Okay. Aurore. I, I got to look up the name of it. I think it's called like Remembrance or something. Yeah, I didn't know this existed. So the, the idea is that like everybody around the world has these fragmented memories of their past lives. Because remember, we saved everyone's soul, which means they remember each other from their past life on the previous worlds. Right? Oh, no. Does she tell to lightning and that's how the fucking video games exist? Uh, n- no, it's more like she's trying to find out who lightning is and where she can find her. So like she's going around finding all of the characters and interviewing them trying to find out what actually happened in their past life and where they could find lightning. And it's it's very funny because there's some really random shit like, oh, Sarah is just hanging out at a cafe outside of a university. Uh, Snow just rides motorcycles across the country. Noel and Yule just kind of live in the tropics together, doing nothing. <laughs> uh, Fang and Vanille shack up in the uh, Amazon somewhere. Of course they would. <laughs> Australian accents! <laughs> I also forgot to mention the part where Saz, Dodge, and Chocolina are living together. And Chocolina is now more or less Dodge's official stepmom. And it is slightly implied that she could still turn into a chocobo. Yeah, and uh, the, the, craziest, the, the craziest part is that at one point, she decides the 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 interviewer decides to become a war correspondent, almost <laughs> okay. dies, or almost okay. dies. She meets Caius, 
who is like guiding souls into the Why afterlife. Why is Caius here? <laughs> he's he dead. Is death he's, now. He's, he's he is death. So so Caius is there, and Caius is just like, uh, you know what? You want to go fight lightning, huh? Okay, go back to the living, and then Mog takes her soul back, <laughs> and then she keeps on living, and then runs into lightning on this Why train. Is Mog here. <laughs> Mog is trapped in the chaos. That's the ending. Yeah, he's in the chaos. Okay. So, That's so what like, he deserves. So, like, at the at the end of the novella, this woman is now was now hired to be like uh, a mediary in this civil war that she almost got killed during, you know, in previously. And she meets Lightning on the train going to the meeting where she's going to negotiate a peace deal and then goes, well, I guess that's more like what? I want to speak to you, but I this other thing is more important. And uh, sorry, so hopefully I'll talk to you later. And then Lightning goes, okay, and then steps off the train and then this cutscene happens. Oh, <laughs> this my <bones>. God. <laughs> so... I wish they would have taken that a bit further because she could interview Lightning, find out the events of the game, and then have a video game about it made. Mm-hmm. Where the entirety of Final Fantasy XIII self justifies its existence. I think yeah. we're overlooking the best part of this, which is I now want a sitcom that is Caius, Mog, and Infinite Yules trapped in an apartment complex in the chaos. There's look, there look. are so many of them. You, you can you can create your own webcomic, Fletch. You can do it. You could be the change. Twenty nineteen, here I come. <laughs> just use all the just use all the sprites from that fucking video they made. Uh huh. Uh-huh. I could actually do that. Yeah, yeah you could. Okay, so it's it's called Final Fantasy thirteen colon Remembrance dash Tracer of Memories. <laughs> wow, that's fucking yeah. Awful. That's that's a light novel title. Yeah, I, I posted a link to the uh, to the wiki uh, in uh, the Discord. So if you want to actually okay. read the in slightly more detail what I just described. And it's written by Toriyama and Watanabe. I knew, it. I knew Toriyama was involved in this. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, so, if Toriyama was involved in it, I'm surprised it didn't tastefully include, like, the Rwandan massacre or whatever. Oh, God. No, I, I, I thought... She's a war correspondent! <laughs> look, look, well, let's not forget, remember, this is, the guy who said, this, this is the guy who said, I... Don't want this character dating anybody but me, and ends the series with her showing up in our world. Oh, oh my yeah. god! Oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, did you so, not know Toriyama straight up considers Lightning his waifu? I think we no, mentioned I know it that. three times, but yeah. But if we think of the implications, man. The other thing this looks like is it looks like an area you see in like the second trailer for the old version of Fifteen when it was Thirteen Versus. Uh-huh. So it also looks like this post-credit scene could have led into verses with Agito being the uh, the original plan for Agito was the pulsing cocoon war. Mm. So this is also a cutscene they I think they were originally planning to use to link the thirteen to verses. I one thousand percent don't believe that. Why? Because of the fact that you cannot tell me any of where the story went after the original game, maybe 13-2 was intended. No. they've yeah. said, 13-2 yeah, yeah, was yeah. made out of scraps. Yeah, so what happened is, I think, the in, in one of the original versions of 13, that was the plan. Because 13 got, like, completely partially, like, overhauled, and then oh, versus yeah. went into development hell. But yep. you see this train station and this train roll up to it in one of the 13 versus trailers. So that was the original plan, combined with Agito, would go all the way through the Pulse Cocoon War 13 in a very different form mm. into versus. 
That's interesting. Which is why Versus, if you look at the old trailer, looks a lot like our world. Because mm. it happens in the new world. You know, that's possible. Uh, yeah, but Etro is still around. Well, I guess the, there's been rewrites since then. <laughs> yeah, the thing is uh, that it... Also, we forgot to mention... 15, yeah. I'm oh, sorry, I had a cutscene bit we forgot about, which is when they're trying to build all this pathos with Sa- between Sarah and Mog as Mog is ready to go into the chaos where he belongs, it's completely <laughs> undercut by that unbelievably dumb crown he has. He's still wearing the crown, yeah. Yeah. He's Just, still the Moogle King. All of it is... F- oh my god, dude. Yeah. They literally kill God with a laser meat out of the power of friendship. Right, and it's not just that they made, like, like the laser, and then she flies through the laser. <laughs> yeah, and it's not even an analogy. She literally says, the power of friendship will defeat you, and then her and her friends turn into a laser. Yep. <laughs> also, all I could think watching it, because this is when I finished this game the first time, or the most recent time, I guess, but when we were doing this. Remember that World of Light trailer for Smash Ultimate where Kirby survives all the beams? I just kept thinking lightning is our Kirby. Oh, oh you mean boy. like the fucking end of like Kingdom Hearts 2? Yeah, that too. Although it doesn't have nearly as cool of... I really dig that fight. That's really cool, but it goes on too long. In critical, in critical mode, you get to that point in five seconds, and then you have to wait another four minutes for a bunch of scripted shit. Yeah, the the scripted parts of that battle kill it, but the, taking on the Battle Fortress owns. Oh, yeah. No, I was talking about the... the, the Matt, have you ever seen the end of Kingdom Hearts 2? I have not seen anything of any Kingdom oh my Hearts. God. There's an incredible laser sphere, which is what I'm talking about. Cool. Yeah, you and your Yaoi boyfriend take on the villain of the game in a giant void where he has a dragon flying fortress, which turns into a mecha... Which you then start fighting him mano a mano with lightsabers. Intense. It's pretty wild. It's it kind of wow. owns. Honestly, you should play two. Only two, though. Do I have to like pay money for it? They've come down as cheap as twenty because they want everyone to buy in before three. Uh, I don't really need another game. Actually I could give great. you my copy of uh, the PS3 version. It's oh, that would actually work. great. It is the only one of these that I think is a great play experience. The other ones are almost as good to awful. I think Birth by Sleep plays as good, but it makes you play it three times, and that's too unforgivable. Slow. It plays really slow. It feels slow. It feels bad to push the button. If you if you have really powered yourself up, you can do some ludicrous things in that game. Sure, but it feels bad to play. I disagree. Also, if you liked the meta twist in Bonavelza 3, uh, there's a boss in Birth by Sleep that does that. Don't you kill Monstro? Hmm. Yes. Yeah. Anyway. All right.
So, speaking of killing Monstro, who, I swear to God, if I go to Monstro again in Kingdom Hearts 3, I will kill myself. I uh, fucking hate that whale! We just recorded an episode on Monstro. <laughs> I skipped it. So, what did we think about the game? Oi, I love this game. I'm lukewarm, actually. Like, I, I want to like it more than I do, because, like, I, I think some of the... like Yeah, you the, conceptually the, love it, right? Right, yeah. Like, there's a lot of things in there that are neat. Like, I think the setting of, like, everyone's immortal and how does everybody deal with or, like, you know, suffer through their immortality, that shit's really interesting and good. There's some really fun, goofy writing here and there. And, like, when it decides to go over the top, it's it's pretty fun over the top. Like, I, I honestly, I don't think they did enough with Lumina. I don't think that uh, that came to a head in the way I wanted it to. For a character who's so over the top, she kind of goes out with a whimper. And that's kind of a bummer. But yeah, like mechanically, it's one of those games where I feel like half the time I'm either like destroying an enemy and feeling super strong, or I feel like something's not working, but I can't tell what. Like there's a certain level of feedback that I seem to be like not reading half the time, where it's like I feel like I should be staggering faster, but it's not happening, or like I don't know, like it's doesn't quite entirely hang together. And I I just kind of wish it were if it were tuned a little better and had a little bit more interesting content on the back end like it could be a really you know a really solid game and like and i think it's pretty good as is but you know it just doesn't quite cohere in a way that i thought that say like 13 2 did yeah i like it a lot like i think i have to objectively say it's like a 7.5 kind of game mm-hmm. just yeah like there's just not enough to do you run out of things to do there's like i understand that they don't want you to feel because that's what happens when you have a global timer, right? You right. either it either completely doesn't matter, or Which you kind feel of like you right, or you feel like you miss stuff because there's enough to do that no matter how many how much you optimize, you can't do it all. Mm-hmm. Which is what I would want, but that's unbelievably expensive to do compared to how much lightning returns probably cost to make. You know, I, I do wonder if. Um... If they tried to do like a dragon quarter thing where you're supposed to fail a few times and it's supposed to be a, a cycle that you eventually break through, if that would make it more compelling. But they can't because they want to have 13 days. Yeah, that's true. If I mean, it was like make... four days was the max and you had to do a quest every time. Like you yeah. had to collect the numbers across playthroughs. Uh-huh. I feel like. Six more months would have put this game in a solid spot. Oh, dude, it would Absolutely. be fucking incredible with six months. Because personally, I like I think of this as like a top 10 JRPG, even though I just had a really uneven experience with it. I think this is a great game. I think it's very unpolished, especially yeah. with things mm-hmm. like how we said, yeah, the, the final day has a whole bunch of cool mechanics and encounter design and... New Game Plus adds layers of complexity you see nowhere else in the game. And mm-hmm. and that's all stuff that, yeah, if, if you had a taste of that in the back end of your first run, then you could just say, let's take these really cool tech and do something more interesting with it in the next round. I would be totally down for it. But, like, it's, you guys telling me there's more interesting things happening in New Game Plus makes me curious, but I'm kind of worn out at this point. And I already played like 55 hours of this game. Yeah, that's the other thing is we were, you guys were very exhaustive for your playthroughs, whereas as the New Game Plus guy, 
I got to just fuck around and go, I can do this thing if I want. I don't have to do that. I've already got the stats. Mm -hmm. And this is a quick game if you burn through it. I feel like it's supposed to be done in two runs where you just do kind of a shitty new game and then you wrap up on new game plus. But I mean, I don't know how you can do a shitty new game and still get through sort of the end boss gauntlet. Because you have ultimate weapon. I mean, I guess ultimate weapon helps a lot. Yeah. It it almost maxes your stats. Yeah. But I mean, you still have to have like the certain, you know, looking at the skills that you would have, like, I only had so many level two and level three skills because it, it was all based on drops. And, you know, I, I was killing a lot of things. I genocided a lot of things and I synthesized a lot of them together. And my, you know, I didn't feel like I had super OP abilities or anything like that. But you didn't use them either, right? Like my strategy for the last boss was just hit the attack button on Equilibrium Plus, which is attack level four, and then just kill him that way. You just kill him with physical attacks. You could get through it that way very really? easily. Really? Because, like, I i mean, maybe I should just try that and see if that works instead, because, like... It's I, so I, much easier. Because I, I was trying to do the stagger thing and then do, you know, be deb- constantly debuffing and stuff. No. Like it, yeah, see, maybe... You can. You can. Like I, like I said, video games like life are easier when you don't try at all. Yeah, that that seems ridiculous. So I would say the big issue is this. For most of the game, you want to keep a generalist spec, but especially for things like bosses on the tier of Bonavelza, you want to go in with three garbs that are laser-focused. You can't do generalist Mm -hmm. anymore. But I did. I didn't change anything. Like, I was using my setup from the Ultimate Dungeon boss. And then the only thing that changed were those swords and those new accessories that we got. But as you've also pointed out, you went early on with, I'm going to be physical resistant and things like that. I mean, I had cyber, I, the cyber suit that's on. That's true. I and didn't the, um, have that. I just replaced uh, the hood with um, the samurai comb. So I yeah. just had 30% resistance on a middle garb instead of complete resistance. But it still had no moves besides aurora and a bunch of debuffs that i didn't use at all yeah i i definitely had uh the cyber suit set up to be 100 percent magic resistant going into bunavelza so maybe i should maybe i should have done 100 percent physical i don't know but like yeah that made that that particular garb like only good for staggering stuff and and eating damage guest matt nailed it also and like this game would really benefit from uh transmog like you have your stat you have your stat outfit and your appearance outfit. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, do you, do you mean Mike? Oh, I thought his name was Matt. Yeah, you're right, Mike. No, no, it's Mike. Yeah, I screwed <laughs> Mike that Mays. up in the recording, and I was called out on it by multiple people. Oh, you're right. Okay. Some other people, but that was cut it. out, and then I only heard you say that. <laughs> no, no, no. I was. I've been lambasted for it since the episode has gone up. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I just listened to because that the other he day. introduces himself at the start, and then in redoing all the re-recording, I kept saying Matt, 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 Matt. You only that's, did it twice. That's where it got in my brain. You only yeah, did it twice. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We're we're sorry, Michael. I I knew what your name was. I had to create your guest page. My bad. <laughs> Way to make it sound like a chore, Matt. <laughs> oh, I had to click some buttons and fill out some forms. No, I, I knew it because I had to do that. <laughs> I, uh-huh. I would have just like gone with the recording. And re- I, I did hear Michael at the beginning, so I'm like, 
It There's a game I really it. like that's definitely a flawed gem. It's like this game, like 13-2, though 13-2 pulls out of it at the end, right? Like, mm-hmm. I feel like in the middle, I thought 13-2 was like a train wreck due to development time. But right. it kind of pulls it all off. But this game is yeah, definitely... Like at the end, it just... Yeah, it feels like the other game goes into the end game early. Whereas this game feels like it could, the end game took a long time. It feels like it ends at the end of Act 2. Yeah, that's the thing. It it is kind of Act 2, the video game. (laughs) Yeah. Here's the other thing. I think 13.2 had some love put into it. They had half the stuff already done so they could continue to redesign things. It's just made by another company, right? Uh, technically, all three of them had some Triace on them. It's just as the series went on, it moved more and more into Triace territory. Mm-hmm. The thing that I think kills it is 13-2, I think, was a thing that they planned a little bit for. They knew they had the assets already. They could do it. They set a budget and a timeline. I think Lightning Returns is a game that would never have existed if 15's development wasn't such a shit show and they needed a release. Well, they also didn't want to w- let it go to uh, the PS4. They wanted all three 13 yeah. games on the PS3, and I think that constrained them as well. And yeah. it, there's no way it could have spanned generations because this engine was written to the PS3 and 360. Yeah, yeah. and it was only used in four games, and three of them are Well, that's 13s. how it works, though. In software development, that saves you a lot of money. It's just sort of... Japanese game devs had a giant issue making the leap to HD, and this was part of that. Yeah. And I'm glad that Square Enix, even if just through some of their subsidiaries, has sort of recovered and gotten their magic back lately. I'm good. I'm glad with that. So, here's the big question, then. What do you think about the series now that we're done? So, like, for me... Not a good ending to it. Very unsatisfied. It's not like when you play like a Persona 4 or Persona mm-hmm. 3 at the end, you have that feel, or like a, a Witcher 3, you have that feeling of like completeness. Like, yeah. this is done, this very long, because this has been like a year for us, right? Oh, yeah. You have that feeling of like this thing that's occupied a huge amount of my life is resolved. And here I'm just like, here's the sucking void. Well, I mean, the problem is there isn't enough cohesion. There, there's literally continuity breaks in the sense of the, the yeah, every tones of, game, every is game. A they're so different from each other, and they only borrow so much from the previous ones that they don't. You know, at the end, like, okay, if if I had a stronger connection to these characters, the the stuff at the end, you know, I could see getting a little worked up about it. You know, because like, oh, all your friends are here going to the new world. That's, oh, isn't this nice? Everyone gets to finally have the life they've wanted this entire series. or what? You know what it is? But, it's but the, the post-credit is, sequence. Yeah. That's what did it for me. That's what made it worse. Oh, really? I mean, like, I just, yeah. I don't care. Like, it didn't really add anything other than kind of reinforce the fact that this is our Earth. But, like, the one thing <sighs> about it, also, also Lightning's creepy smile is creepy. Uh, <laughs> yeah, not yeah. a face design for smiling. Yeah, this truly I mean, was the Final Fantasy thirteen. Uh-huh. It was. Uh-huh. It was. Somebody made that joke <laughs> in our Slack, and I had to say, "Yeah, that's actually how this game ends." Yeah, you know the the thing I don't like this game in particular, Lightning Returns. Like they could have used this as an opportunity to really dig into each one of these characters, because like you know all these main quests are characters that we're supposed to care a lot about because they're part of the series, but like really dig into what made them an interesting character and what they had to go through to find, I guess, some type of 
self-actualization, but they don't really do that because it's way more focused on the issue of I'm saving your soul because of the scenario. It's way more about the plot that's happening than about the character themselves. They They, really nail it with Snow, and that's it. Oh, see, I was going to say Fang and Noel. Uh, Noel, yes. I guess I never care about Noel, though. I think Fangs, especially as you're going through the tomb and having the conversations while you're digging through, I think she really nails that. That's true. It just yeah. it just doesn't happen as a big moment like uh, Snow does. I think we could each say those three, maybe two if you want to cut out Noel, definitely are mm-hmm. the successes. Saz's doesn't fucking happen. And yeah, then I Hope, don't know. they just say, we're not going to try. Yeah. Yeah. I feel Hope got screwed the most by this game. Not Vanille? I think Hope. Hmm. Vanille... God, Vanille is a bad character. Hope is not there, is the thing. So he's not really Hope. Hope gets a giant arc over 13-2, becomes a young man you can be proud of, and then we wipe all of that away, put him in a baby body, and then go, you know, it turns out it actually wasn't Hope for the whole game. Yeah, because his soul was probably hiding in the chaos like everybody else. And even when they're pretending it's hope, they just say, oh, I don't have any feelings anymore. All that stuff feels like it happened to a different person. Yeah. Yeah. At least with Vanille, if you go and do the secret quest with her, you get some of her motivation. She's isolated. She's got the flips. I don't think it succeeds as well, but she gives you the flip side of how Mm -hmm. Fang feels about her and vice versa. Right. She gets a moment in the game as opposed to being a cipher. Yeah, I mean, she does have things to say, and it makes sense that her character was so much driven, you know, her behavior was so driven by guilt and shame in the in the previous, you know, at least in 13, that but it feels it feels like she reverted significantly from when she was in 13 too, because in you know, at the end of 13 into 13 too. She had three lines! I know, but, like, the saying, like, she didn't seem like, you know, I'm still really sad that, I, you know, I probably participated in the genocide and also got a lot of people killed in the, uh... You're in right! That's weird! Well. She forgets that she literally saved all of humanity. Yeah. 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 She just kind of reverts back to, well, I guess I'm sad that ba- I caused bad things to happen. And it's like, look, you redeemed yourself already. Why, why are we back here? Imagine this game and tell me what you think of this. Mm-hmm. You don't do anything with Saz... Instead of taking the train, you talk to Saz a lot. And then Vanille, the main plot does not happen all at the end, and you do stuff with her throughout the game. And I think if you did that without the post credit sequence, I would have mm-hmm. a much better feeling of closure from it. Yeah, I mean, I think part of the problem, too, is because we're playing with, uh, with a time limit, you really don't feel the desire to spend a lot of time with individual characters because you're rushing, rushing, rushing. Even if you know, like, the the time limit's kind of bullshit, you still get the sense of, like, I can't just, like, sit here and just spend time with a character for 20 minutes because that that's, you know, wasted game time. I mean, I did, but they don't have anything to say. Yeah, I, well, that, that's a writing not problem. enough content. Yeah, I yeah. really think this one was incredibly rushed, and I think that's part of why... They ported the first two to PC, and they said they were going to do the whole trilogy, and they were pretty quick about the first ones, even though they had a couple of engine hiccups. This one took a while. I get the mm-hmm. feeling there was some real spaghetti code under the hood. Yeah. I mean, as a whole, it's 
it, I, it's, it's such just a weird... JavaScript transpiled into C. Ugh. Yeah, I mean, this this whole series, it's so all over the place. It's really funny to think that they're related at all. I mean, and oddly enough, I still kind of hold on to a little bit of nostalgia for the original cast, just because... Yeah. Yeah, it's the weirdest thing. They, they did... They did such a good job. They developed them very well at the start. Yeah, they uh-huh. did such a good job up until chapter eight. Like, my dream version of Final Fantasy thirteen now is you beat Bartandalus on the airship, and then it crashes into the ground, killing all of your party, and then the credits roll. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, that would be a bad ending to a game, but you would have had a great time the whole way through. But instead, mm-hmm. it drags out forever. And it doesn't develop anybody else any further. They pretty much do the exact same thing. And they deliberately rob all of those characters of their motivation for the rest of that game. And then you, so you don't have any resolution in that game. No one's in 13-2, really. Yeah. Except for Hope. And then here you get like 30 minutes with each of these characters and you're just, I feel very unfulfilled by it. I think part of what you're talking about is we all know how absolutely rushed out the door 13 was in the end. And I think that Mm -hmm. point you're talking about is where it clearly begins to fall apart because it's like, we have something, but we have to get an endgame together and nothing makes sense anymore in the plot at that point. Well, there is no plot at that point. The plot's over. Yeah, and it's also like, you kind of want to show Grand Pulse because it's such a big part of that story. Like, not seeing Grand Pulse would feel really... I, I would think a player would feel robbed if they didn't see Grand Pulse at all, right? I don't, I don't think so. I think it would just be cool. I mean, it would be interesting if, like, they went to Grand Pulse as a sequel. Like, it's like, all of a sudden, okay, we get to explore that area that was, like, part of the... Yeah, we have to explore the land we all live on now. Yeah, th- that could have been cool. <sighs> it's... It really feels like these characters just kind of get grafted onto a completely different game and then sort of sanded into place, you know, to fit. Whereas, yeah, I could have, I I could have enjoyed more of the character stuff if it were more, you know, it didn't feel like anything thematically really resonated consistently anywhere, except for maybe I, I get out of the three. I think thirteen two is the most successful. I think my feelings on the series as a whole are, because I was never as hard on 13 Vanilla as y'all were. I thought it was I, the worst of the three. because of how much I liked it and how much it pivots. Yeah, I liked it a lot when I first played it back in like 2010. You know, I was, you know, again, I was, I, you know, I hadn't played a game in a long time. I was pretty wowed by the the graphics. I thought the battle system was really cool. And the fact that it got really dragged out, like, you know, I, I played 90 hours of this game or like, 70 something hours of this game and didn't have a bad time just it's revisiting it with like a really critical eye and trying to say is this necessary is this necessary is this necessary and not just saying oh more game is good yeah when you when you're not asking yourself where the next part goes when you know the answer suddenly those early questions leave you going oh yeah yeah there's there's a certain point with like and i I actually kind of feel this way about uh persona games on a certain level like that first run will never feel as good as your later ones because you'll stop to think a little bit more about each step and then you'll start to see like either plot holes or sort of bad plot moves or bad character beats. Whereas I think you said that backwards. No, no, I honestly felt like 
The no, first... he only said the first part backwards. What you meant to say <laughs> is your later runs will never feel as good as the first one. Right. Well, what? Sorry. You Chris, said the you first said one will never feel as good as the later ones. Oh, sorry. Yeah, you're right. I had it backwards. I, yeah. Yeah, you're... you finish in like two minutes and no one's happy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah no like the yeah the first run is going to feel really good because of the novelty and you know you're you're wondering where the story's going and you're wondering what the characters are doing and you're you're sort of waiting you're waiting for the next dungeon to come up and the next big plot thing to come out and it it feels exciting and fresh and new and then when you go back and revisit it you kind of look at each beat and go like you know what this doesn't hang together as well as i thought so spoilers that's not true in persona 3 while we were playing Mm. Persona 3 is the perfect Persona game. We are not litigating that here. I did a giant dive into Strange Journey Redux because I had to do a guest episode on Mega 10 Marathon because none of the regular hosts of that wanted to touch that game, and I fucking love it. Mm -hmm. So I played through seven runs of that game back to back to back, seeing all the new content and everything, and... It has a couple of rough spots, especially the New Game Plus content in the new dungeon. Jesus Christ. But I felt like everything worked and continued on because there's good mechanics. Every new run doesn't waste your time because it's like, okay, you you go through the initial thing and that's it. The gloves are off now. You have your stuff. Play around. It gives you new things each time. These games... Lightning Returns comes the closest because it has some New Game Plus stuff. Mm -hmm. You will never get a reward for new things. And I actually hate where the Persona series has ended up since 3. I am probably one of the most passionate people who will just tell you, fuck those games. And I think part of this ties into that because... You're talking about these games have your attention, but then they just kind of start wasting your time at a certain point in the first one. And two is a good balance of mechanics and story beats and things you can do. Two and two is a good game. I think two two is unqualifiedly good. Yeah, I like I'm straight up. And so yeah, the I think that's the difference is 13 is the most linear JRPG and the others all start opening up. And that's when the creativity comes out, even if they're (sighs) flawed. But I like that linearity, right? Like the best version of 13 continues to be like Final Fantasy 4, where they never let you pick your party. They never let you get more than two rolls and they never let you fuck off on pulse for hours. Okay, but I, I understand. I'm, we're talking about like pie in the sky shit right now. Well, right? no, like, what I'm gonna say is happen. you you say that, and I have to point out four is my least favorite mainline FF that I've played. I I just mean in terms of controlling your party. Oh yeah, no, I think I think part of that is just a my taste thing because I can never do four. Although I need to try the DS one at some point because I know it remixes things. I can never do four because there is no choice. It is so locked in. The mechanics are always the same at each fight. There's well, no way to, to have any player expression. In, yeah, I think they get around that in 13 a little bit, right? Oh, because yeah, they, they do. Des- and I think they that's... design to your party. And that's what I think. That's what I liked about it so much. And what I remembered before we started the podcast is they design to who you have. But yeah. then the second they let you pick 
and then they let you side quest. Everything goes off the rails and enemies... Like, I did a little bit of plotting just of average enemy health points. Like, Chapter 9 is a pretty big jump because they let you pick your party. But once you get to Pulse, it literally jumps by, like, five times as many many hit points. And it stays that way for the rest of the game. Because they don't know how strong you are, they don't know who you have or what you're doing, but they want it to feel quote-unquote challenging. Yeah, I mean, the thing about, like, Lightning, this, like, to bring it back to Lightning Returns is that it's the most open in terms of how you handle your character build and progression out of all the games. And in a way, I feel like it allows the most spaces for failure in a way that can be very frustrating. Because, like, you go into a battle with a bad garb set, you're fucked, or you're going to eat an hour of time, you know? Like, there's just, you end up losing a lot of valuable resources because you couldn't predict what your fight was going to look like. I think the other issue there is if you get the mechanics quickly on Lightning Returns, you can end up destroying the difficulty curve by doing a lot of story stuff early. Oh, yeah, that's which is essentially what I ended up doing is I, I was done with everything by like day four. Or day yeah, five. I had a pretty good experience doing it how we talked about it, where that stuff was spaced out. Mm-hmm. Like it started yeah. to get it like snow was pretty tough. But then we did Snow, and then it was, um, what do we do next? It was Noel right after that? It was Caius. We did Noel, then Snow, and then we did Caius. Yeah, but we did two on the same day, basically. Yeah, yeah. And so those were tough, right? And that was great, and that was a great experience. Basically what it is for me is I always want either a really, really highly designed experience or just fuck off and let me do it, right? Like Mm -hmm. 13-2, the progression thing... That's really interesting to me because they split the difference really well on 13-2. Yeah. I mean, do you think they should have taken less time to get to the fireworks factory of here's all the skills? Or because like a lot of people they just didn't like the hand holding for so long. Like it was for 13? Yeah, for 13. Yeah. I think the thing that kills thirteen. I think you should have leveled up and had like a license board of skills that you spent your CP on. Well, I was going to say, the big thing is 13 is the one of these games that is trying to be the 100-hour JRPG epic. The other two are a lot shorter and can be run through more quickly, and I yeah. think that's the thing that makes the difference. Which, which by the way, uh, the speed run of uh, Lightning Returns is uh, slightly over two hours. It's like two hours and ten minutes. I believe it. That's That seems improbable. Uh, I watched it last night. It's uh, very probable. No, I believe you. I just don't know how you would do it. Uh, it's a, a very mechanic centric game. Yeah, it, it it involves a lot of um using um like heroes potions. Like you use a lot of potions for buffs uh in order no, to No, I was like, just literally thinking about the ground you have to cover. Yeah, I'll I'll send you the link although you'll hate it because like the commentary on the couch is pretty rough because it's during a <laughs> it's during a live stream. It'll probably drive me crazy, but <laughs> Oh boy. Very excited about that. Uh-huh. uh-huh. So, do we have anything else to say? I don't think... I think we're all very positive on this. We just came out of it a little... We all had our own letdowns in here. It's a game I want to like more than I do. Yeah. It's a series I want to like more than I do. 13 is almost my ideal JRPG until two-thirds of the way through, and then Mm. I hate it. And I resent the game even more because it presented me what is almost my ideal before. The reason I like it, right? You don't do the tedium. You don't go through the menus because none of your individual actions in a JRPG ever matter. And all that matters is the flow of the battle. And that's the only thing you manage, right? 
and mm-hmm. you don't go to you don't have an open world because the open world is fake in JRPGs anyway, right? Like literally things only happen at this particular point and it's just a straight line. But then there's then there's 12, which was the one right before this where it did have some open nature. Right. And you know what? I like 12, but because it's that way in every regard, it's the exact opposite end of the spectrum. That's true. But yeah. narratively speaking, it's a straight line. Every JRP is a straight line. And just don't pretend to let me get it out of the way pretty quick. Because remember, until you get to chapter nine, it's like 20 hours. That game could have theoretically been a 30 hour game and I would have oh, loved yeah. it. Mm-hmm. But I think the one thing we all agree on is everyone should definitely try 13 too if they're the least bit curious. Yeah, I would say I, that's the one that re- I can't recommend it though. Really? Right? Because it's. Because at the end of the time, you're going to die one day, and thirteen two <laughs> is just, like, a B-plus video game. And for me, I have a hard time recommending something that's a B-plus, no matter how fun it is to play, okay. because there are other A-plus games that are also fun to play. I would say, but that's the only, it's the best way to experience this kind of battle system, because I don't think anyone's going to really take this and run with it, because the reception to it right it, lightning returns is an easy pitch right you just say to somebody hey what if vagrant story was not not vagrant story valkyrie profile was also majora's mask right but yeah. that's, that's not but that's not mechanical that's not the battle system i was talking about specifically because right I, but it has the it has mm, it kind of has, has the vp has bal- like it has x valkyrie profile devs doing it oh no i know that i'm saying like the the thing that I like oh, about you mean 13, the 13, 13, 2 battle system, the 13, 13, 2 battle system, because there, there's a definite bit, like there's a big difference between those two yeah. games and the third it's one. It's huge. Oh yeah. yeah. Two streamlines and improves every mistake from the original. Unless you're playing it on PC and then the battle <laughs> system is awful until you do a bunch of mods to your NVIDIA control panel. Yeah. Because the PC UI runs at a different frame rate than the rest of the game and makes the whole game feel like molasses in battle. Eh. Fletcher, that UI is hard locked at 30. I had no problem with it. I'm just saying. My PC was too good for that video game is what the problem was, actually. That's, yeah, that's entirely possible. I do not have the high-end issues with that game. Yeah. I also played Nier Automata on PC without any issue. Same, but also because I'm throwing, like, two 1080s and a high-end CPU at it. Yeah, Square Enix has some PC port troubles. Mm Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think as a as a whole, I'm glad I went through this series. I'm glad I I, I mean I, I I'm I'm happy I revisited thirteen, even if it took a bit of the shine off of it for me, or like crystallized why people didn't like it so much, or like what you know. Th- there are some things I never understand, like people who just say the battle system sucks. I don't I don't understand. Like I don't understand where that comes from at all. But what they mean by that is that's people without a robust vocabulary. What that means is I can't express myself through my party. You can't just mash X until you win, except you can, well, but kind no, of not. No, it's like I don't have, it's it's player expression through combat, which is what a bunch of people like about JRPGs. Oh, sure. Even though yeah. joke's on you, they don't give you that actually. They just let you feel like it. Yeah. But like, yeah. And I, I'm glad I played 13 too. I, I love that soundtrack. You know, that, that's probably, a good soundtrack. That soundtrack, soundtrack owns. It's so good. Like, I, I, I was very. Except I, for the Power Man songs. <laughs> those are bad. Which I hate. <laughs> those, They're those like are Devil bad. May Cry tier music. Crazy Chocobo is pretty good. No. No, no, no. no. I'm sorry. Crazy Chocobo is straight up a new camp classic of the genre. Okay, new camp, yes. And there's also, like, you kind of have to, like, be okay with some really corny bad rap. 
but like Fletcher, you're- what you're saying is this is the best food in the dumpster. No, I legitimately think it's not a good song, but it's a song I enjoy. <laughs> okay. Yeah, but like okay. Yeah, there's a I mean, there's a lot of good good music stuff in this series. I mean, I think it's it's gonna be interesting to see where that part of it goes in terms of, you know, less Uematsu, more, you know, these other guys. And that's the thing. They brought in outside composers, not from in Square. They brought over dudes who had done contract work for Konami and Namco, Ridge Racer soundtrack guys. Uematsu is so middling, though. Like, he writes a good melody, but his actual composition is not super good, which is why I'm, like, okay with him not being around. Well, you're also talking about a dude who started this back in 8-bit days when he had bleep bloops, and so now that he's got dude. actual instruments, it's a whole different ballgame. Dude, yeah. the, the Crystal Song is amazing. Like, just, like, that melody oh, and, yeah. like, the way that's been reinterpreted over the years, like, that that's some really strong stuff. I just... I always love that, whether the Crystal Requiem or whatever. But it came out of the fact that it was on a system that had three waves to do all the sound. And a noise channel. What <laughs> else? What, I, what I'll say, real apparent that all the best songs in Final Fantasy X, not Uematsu songs. Yeah. And I think it's a good thing that he's just kind of fucked off to go do the Black Mages for the most part. Man, Black Mages 2 is so bad, though. Oh, I didn't say it was good. I just think it's a good thing that now he has his passion. He has they the fucking sh- they shot that wad with that fucking version of Genova on the first album, and then they should just call it quits. Uh, I also like the Seymour track on the first one, but yeah, I get you. Oh yeah, Th- that's what I'm saying. That album is fucking baller, dude. Yeah, and it, part of it comes down to the fact that that's clearly where his passion is. Is hey, I can do instruments now. I'm a big boy, mm-hmm. and. You know, going back to do JRPGs is just like, uh, all right, whatever. I'll th- <laughs> in all of the size of this absolute composer, <laughs> he's, a, he's a big boy now. <laughs> I'm just uh. saying, in terms of downfalls of dudes who have done longtime JRPG work, uh, Uematsu is phoning it in a lot less than Motoi Sakuraba. Yeah, we, we can all agree, though, the best version of Clash on Big Bridge is the Kazoo version. That's so good. <laughs> It's definitely up there. It's so good. <laughs> I, think, I think I like twelve Big Bridge the most, to be honest. There's a there's that's, a version of it in thirteen two. Place. The thirteen two version's pretty good too. Um, no, the one you want is the one that's in fourteen because they've oh yeah all yeah, of yeah. their heavy hitters musically are on fourteen oh, now or or whatever. Uh, the arcade version of Dissidia had an amazing soundtrack. Like they had some really good uh, reinterpretations of stuff. I don't know how many of those are just reused from fourteen. I, they may be, I don't know, but I'd have to look it up. I remember like Googling a bunch of those and be like, wow, these are awesome. Like if you want some of the crazy design veterans and people at Square, they're all on 14 right now. Mm-hmm. The new chapter, this is not a joke, is a fucking uh, Matsuno wrap up of the whole Ivalis world and Final Fantasy tactics and Vagrant Story, all under one umbrella as the new expansion and raids. Rad. Yeah, and it works. Mm-hmm. All right, I I'm think we've pretty much exhausted uh, <laughs> We're going so, off topic on this one. Programming notes. We're going to keep doing this podcast, probably just be a JRPG podcast, where depending on what game it is and how much it holds up, it'll be various levels of zoomed in and zoomed out. Mm-hmm. Right? Because we're doing 15 next, and 15... 
will not hold up to the level of zoom that we've been doing. Yeah, just because none of the side quests are we're talking about. And depending on timing, I may or may not be on the 15 season, but I will be back on this show. And then after that, we will be doing, you know, what? let's figure that out right now really quick while we're on the podcast. Okay, so we all had three we were going to bring to this. I was serious when I said one of them. My games can beat up your game. I I will put out the cursed idea. Y2K. Okay. And then what is your other one? Because yeah. your third game is only for list overlap. <laughs> no, um, I, I was a champion of Valkyrie profile, and I would actually say something that we should mess with, because we're doing a lot of action stuff on here. Arc the Lad. Very short, very interesting, turn-based uh, strategy RPG. Okay. Like, it's mm, maybe a 10-hour game. My list is... In any order, we can pick two of these that sound the best to you. I know Fletch has opinions, but I wrote down Kudelka, the first hour of Lufia, and then Lufia 2. Vagrant Story. Interesting. Vagrant Story would be an interesting one to revisit. That's one I've been meaning to play for a while. I I had Valkyrie Profile, Shadow Hearts Covenant, and Last Story. Valkyrie Profile. So, which two do you want to put up for a vote? Last Story would be my third for the other two. So Valkyrie Profile okay, and Shadow so Hearts Covenant. Unless, unless that counts, I mean, like Fletch technically said Valkyrie Profile. So Yeah, so that, at that point, we would just throw up the last story then, because unless yeah. Fletch wants to nominate that uh, last story. No can, can you guys play that? I mean, it's on Wii. Uh, Dolphin You exists. can emulate it. Okay, all right. All right, and I'll probably throw up um, probably Vagrant Story in Kudelka. I would be fine with either of those. I know nothing about Kudelka. The big issue is I know how much Vagrant Story is rough to replay. I've heard that it slogs. Here is the killer. You should emulate it. Well, no, not that. A lot of things, if they remade it, would be fine because they would be streamlined. Mm -hmm. But there's a lot of things where you have to go menus deep to do one simple action that you repeat a lot. That sounds not like you will have weapons designed for certain elements or certain enemies, and you have to go three or four menus deep to change the gear. Does that sound awful to you, Matt? Uh, It sounds a bit tedious, but I mean, I've I've done worse. So the other one I've put up is just a traditional 16 bit JRPG, but it has a it's an earlier version of you played a Golden Sun, right? I play Golden Sun. So that dungeon as puzzle thing inside of a JRPG, Lufia 2 is like a huge progenitor of that. Yeah, no, I'm familiar with Lufia 2. I think I watched um, a video, a 16-bit gems video on it like years ago. Lufia 2 legit owns, and I will absolutely go to town for that game. I learned to read playing the first one. All right, well, I'll put that on there. Flesh, what do you want? Right now we have Last Story, Shadow Hearts Covenant, Lufia 2, and Kadoka. Lufia 2. Okay. Well, no, put two games on this list, and then oh, we'll just oh. each assign... Three, two, one to one of these games and whatever has the most wins. Okay, then I will go entirely cursed with uh, Y2K and... Zero votes. Yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you guys don't even well, know how bad it is yet. Well, you're going to put Valkyrie Profile on there? Because I would have had Valkyrie Profile instead of I would say story. Valkyrie Profile. Yeah, okay. Okay. All right. Just tell me how many points you want to put on. Last story. One. I would put one. I would put one also. Uh, Shadow Hearts Covenant. Two. Uh-huh. Two. Also two, actually. <laughs> uh, 
Lufia two. Three. Uh-huh. Do you have to put points on every single one, or do you? Nope. You have one more game to put three points on. Okay, because I'm going to put my three on Valkyrie Profile. Okay, and I would put them on Kajoka, which means we're playing Shadow Hearts Covenant. All right. Cool. All right, so we'll do 15, probably do one episode on the movie, if Matt's down to watch an anime in its entirety, and then discuss the whole thing in one episode. We'll yeah, I'll do, do one that. On that. That's okay. Most of it's in the plot. game now. It's fine. It's I'm fine. I take the addition take the additional character flavor before you start the road trip with those characters. All right. And then uh then it'll be like four to six episodes about the main plot. I understand that it's broken up really well for this. Talk mm-hmm. about general areas and cool monsters that you fight in those chunks. Then we'll do Shadow Hearts Covenant, and after that we're moving on to Xenosaga one through three. Which will either be very long or very short. We shall see. Those can go really quick. Yeah, so we'll catch you in a month after you hear this, which for us is a very long time because we forgot to put up this podcast for a while. (laughs) Uh, So we're recording this episode on the 20th of January, and you will probably hear it in March. Maybe. Maybe. The episode we last released as of this is the Frankenstein I edited together where we're talking about Be Your Best Life in 2018. So... Yeah, that was uh, mid-September. Yep. Oh, God. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, Cole's one was uh, two weeks before that. It was uh, like Labor Day weekend. It's, it's been fucking wild. They were great. Like, even, even if I can't say, do this spirit quest, I definitely learned a lot about what I do and do not like about JRPGs. Mm-hmm. And we're only going to learn so much more now that we're branching out of this series. Catch you more on 15, I guess. See ya. Peace. I'm waving at the camera like I'm Tasha Yar on the final episode she filmed. I'm frantically alt-tabbing to a Hearthstone tournament. (laughs) That has been running this entire time. (sighs) Chris! This podcast was brought to you by the Pitch Drop Podcast Network. Like what you just heard? Support the show by going to patreon.com forward slash pitch drop. 
And while you're at it, check out pitchdrop.net for more of this and other shows.